first episode of season two of Obsessed Millennials. My name is Nashi, and I'm here with the famous Jossie. Whoop, whoop. And if you haven't listened to our little teaser episode, we explain how we've obviously been away for about two years and how we're rebranding our podcast a little bit with a new concept where we'll be reviewing mostly albums but just a little bit of everything and like i said this is the first episode and of course we need to review five Sus new album because we wouldn't be us if we weren't talking about five Sus. exactly so i don't know if any of you are aware if you're a Faisal stan or not but Five Souls released their fifth album, Five Souls Five, um, about a month ago on September 23rd. And it's their first self-produced album, I guess we could say like that, an independent album. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically to explain a little bit more, they are doing everything themselves basically. And the only thing that the label they're under is doing what the label is doing for them is only like distributing the music but they don't really have that much of a say on the creative process which obviously makes this album very very special for us five so stands and i'm sure for five so too i can speak for them i've been a fan long enough so um but anyways before we begin if you have not listened to our first five so's review ever which was for the album Kong, go back to our first season of the Obsessed Millennials podcast and listen to it. It was quite an adventure. And in that one, we had a little thing where we basically gave our listeners some rules for a drinking game, except last time we gave it at the end because we're dumb like that. But this time, we have rules for all of you if you want to play along while you're listening to us. And I'll just run through them really quick. Take a drink, whatever drink you want of choice, up to you, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. We do not encourage any alcoholic drinking here, but if that's down your alley, do it you. But take a drink every time I obviously fangirl over Ashton's vocals or his drumming. I'm a total Ashton girl. The same way that Jossie is a total Callum girl and she will obsess over Callum's vocals and his bass playing. Anytime we freak out about any lyrics or vocals, I'm sure there will be a lot of that in this review because we have been obsessed over that for the past three weeks. Um, anytime we mention that this was produced by Michael or we mentioned producer Michael because we stand producer Michael and the amazing yes. work he did in this album. Anytime we fandom over Cashton, because as Callum and Ashton girls, we fangirl over Cashton a lot. And just make up any rules you want and have fun with it. Just enjoy this little review. And as always, you could just let us know on our socials what you think about it and join in on the fun. So. A little disclaimer, though. If you mm -hmm. get drunk, that's on you. Like I said, we do not encourage any alcoholic drinking. I am I am saying that. I will be playing along with some water because it is midday. But water is good as an option too. Because you got to stay hydrated. 
Of course, you gotta hydrate or titrate, as my sister says. No, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> so you that's haven't? a new one she, for me. No. She says that a lot. Hydrate or titrate. It's funny. If anyone steals it, my sister says it. So let us begin. So the album kicks off. We're going to be reviewing the deluxe version of this album. It's very important that it's the deluxe version. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to a new album that actually has a deluxe version. And you don't listen to the deluxe version. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, do you hate having more music to listen to? Uh-huh. But I'm not going to keep roasting people. Do you, you do you, but I'm going to judge if you're not listening to the looks one. Yes. So Fastest Five is kicked off by the track Complete Mess. If you are a stan, you know that we got the song as one of the singles for the album. And we also got to listen to it live if you went to their Take My Hand tour, which we both did. Jesse saw them twice. Yes, I did. Uh, with this song, though, like we've had this song since March. So uh -huh. it's like, it's not really like we needed to wait for the album. I'm struggling with the cable of my headphones right now. Um, it's not like we had to wait for the album to, to be released to listen to this one because, like, we've been obsessing over this one since March. It carried us through. The long months until September. Yeah. And we were complete messes when we listened mm -hmm. to it for the first time. Every pun intended. You can add that one to, to the to the list of rules for the drinking game. We might make puns because they made it very easy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> way too easy. But um, talking about talking about complete mess, why do I keep? I'm so out of practice, people. I'm sorry. I keep moving away from the microphone. Um, It's been two years. We we yeah. don't know how to podcast anymore. Yeah, I don't know how to do this anymore. But talking about complete mess, Nachi, tell me your impressions about. I wouldn't say first impressions, but like, tell me what do you think about this song. I think that Complete Mess is one of my favorites off the album. I really like it. I don't know if it's maybe I, something about me. If I listen to a song on tour, it kind of becomes one of my favorites. Any tour with any artist. Because it just makes it a little more special. And this one is like that. Um... I think the vocals are really, really good. And the music is kind of like this mellow kind of thing, but it also like hits you in the gut. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, I would put it this way, basically. Each layer of the song, instruments and vocals, like each, every single layer of the song complements each other so well that it's like a must. You need to like listen to it. Not once, but like a million times. Because when this came out, I had it on repeat the entire time. So. <laughs> so did know. I. I mean, it carried us through till the album release. Yeah. And and also to like the way they distribute, at least for me, one of like. I would say favorite parts, but at the same time, kind of bittersweet. The way they distribute 
the vocals among the members really like make a difference on the song and and because it was like the way it starts with Luke you would think okay this is just another song I mean awesome song right but like um <laughs> you you would think like oh it's just Luke and whatever and then bam second verse you get Callum and you're like oh okay that's kind of expected because they've always been like I would say the, the main vocalists vocal. yeah And then it's like, you get Michael. Uh, when I say it's kind of like good and like bittersweet, I guess, is that this song would have been so much better if Ashton had lead vocals too. Any song would have been better if Ashton had lead vocals in it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I might be biased. I mean, yeah, that's true, but I feel like... But I, I know what you mean. It would add, like, that extra layer that could elevate the song in a yes. really interesting way, which we do see a lot throughout the song, and we'll talk about it more And as we get through it, that mm -hmm. he, he the way Ashton can... What's the word? Harmonize with the rest of the guys mm -hmm. is really interesting, and it just it adds that little, like... Flaky salt on top of the song. I mean, he does have backing vocals on this track, but it's like at the very end. It's like yeah. when Zikar is and you hear the, oh, you make, me you make me complete. Like that's Ashton, but it's like too, too like outstanding. It just gave us a little taste of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there must be a version in Michael's hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> that has a version with more Ashton mm -hmm. vocals. I am yeah. sure of it. Yeah, because for me it was like it's the first song we're getting after two years. And it would have been so much special if the four of them had lead vocals. Like that was like the only downsize I had with this song. And I mean, yeah, it was a little bit repetitive like but also although but it also was like the perfect transition between calm and Faisal's five if you think yeah. about it mm -hmm. like it really guided us through to this new era and this new not completely new sound but the evolution of their sound that we had seen in calm yeah. and maybe we hadn't gotten that big of a taste of it because they released calm like in the middle of the pandemic Like, right at the beginning of it, and that, like, really messed up their promotional and ability to let us know how much they had grown and they were merging their into this new sound that did allow them to grow a little bit more towards um, Five Souls Five, but it, it's, like, the perfect transition song. That's, that's all I need to say. I don't need to keep mm. rambling about it. And, like you said, life version, way better. Of course. Like, if you don't know about Five Seconds of Summer, like, are you living under a rock? But also, <laughs> they pride themselves of being a live band. And although their studio music is pretty amazing, and of course, we love it mm -hmm. very, very, very much, they take their studio versions and they, I don't know, they, they add cocaine to them. Yeah. And when they play it live, it's just mm -hmm. something else. And We did see it, and like I think their Take My Hand tour was 
their best tour to date. Also biased because I say that about every album and every tour. <laughs> um, but I do think that they've worked on their craft and in their transition songs and in the way they present themselves as a live band and the way they perform songs that obviously make the song very, very special. And they were teasing us about a new era coming while they mm -hmm. were touring so also they were giving us a taste of what we were gonna get on this album and I think it was really awesome and really special and to experience this with other people who were also very very eager to get the album yeah it was really nice plus also it being the lead single of the new album um, we also got a music video out of it mm -hmm. which also shows this growth and that we obviously couldn't see a lot of music videos for calm because pandemic but mm -hmm. this growth in the way that they present their band and their craft visually and artistically and they work with some amazing people out there that have really great visions and the way that they present the band and capture the essence of who they are that is really really interesting too to see that extension of their music not only in concerts obviously but also in their music videos yeah that visual aspect um when it comes to like like presenting this song as a music video i really love what they've been doing throughout the years mm -hmm. um and you can see like more of actually more of their uh involvement on even like the music videos and storyline and all that um in this one like i feel like this is literally faisos i mean yeah they're faisos you know but like um when yeah, you no, look at them and when you look at like the first two albums that they really didn't have that much time to create or much say over what to do and then you look at what they've been doing there's Since. like a natural evolving of who they are and yeah. how they present themselves and mm -hmm. also a maturing obviously they they are aware that they're growing older they started this when they were <laughs> teenagers basically and they've been growing they've been learning they've been through it like all of us who have been fans we've also been through this journey of growing up so you could really capture that in, in their music and their craft and their vision as artists yeah it's been really interesting like you said this was really a good transition between calm mm -hmm. and this album because it, it was like this first track basically was like okay we're starting this new era with a song that could be long in a way in calm yep but that's about it here the journey starts and nothing is gonna compare to the last album and no. i love that because they did that with calm too like it was like yep. we got the first singles and we were like oh it's kind of different to young blood but i can see you know how it had evolved bit. but then it just takes a turn and yeah. it gets better not a bad turn it actually does get better and you can see especially with five Souls five you can see a lot of their influence through and how each era they've had can grow into becoming what they are now and you can hear those bits and pieces of everything which is really 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 interesting and i 
I love that about them because it takes their entire history, especially after they turned 10 years as a band. Mm-hmm. And, and they got to celebrate that with this new era and this new music. And I think they're really enjoying showing their world how much they have evolved because they did, we did see that evolving in calm, but we, we didn't get, they didn't get to share it with the world the way they wanted it to. It kind of became like an album that maybe was very, very special to fans, but that was about it. So now they get to like... The pandemic robbed us from like getting calm to be what Faisal's 5 is becoming right now. Yeah. So to some, probably Faisal's 5 is like this big change, but to us fans, we know it isn't. It's really a natural evolving of the band. I keep saying that. That should have been on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true. It, it's it's a maturing kind of thing. And I, both, I know I can speak for both of us to this. We're very proud of what this album represents and how mm-hmm. it, it's grown for them. So you'll probably hear us being all mushy about it, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess we can up to the drinking game. The, the uh, being mushy and proud about five Yes, yeah, take a drink every time we get emotional. So any favorite lyrics from Complete Mess? From Complete Mess? Um, I kind of like... The cut in the morning, the uh, what's how does it say? See, th- this is the problem. Caught up in heaven, but your heaven ain't the same. Yeah, that that. Cut in I really, I think that's my favorite line, and it was also my favorite line when they sang it live. It, yeah, because like, that then, little bridge like, moment that mm-hmm. takes you through. Yes, yeah, and then you have everyone in the crowd going, oh, you make me complete oh that was awesome seeing that twice was like love it i wish i had seen it twice but oh well (laughs) well you know mine was like out of a yeah i know it wasn't planned and i'm glad you got to experience that twice because it was amazing it was a bad (laughs) fun fact i was bawling my eyes out when this (laughs) when they were playing this song I was literally a complete mess. I, 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 it was therapeutical to me. I was like screaming the lyrics, like really, really loud <laughs> during my show. I don't think I cried. Mm-hmm. I rarely cry at concerts. I'm the kind of person that cries like two weeks later in delay. Um, but yeah, it was an emotional and beautiful moment, like you said, when everyone like just jumps in. Because at this point, we had we saw them live in July. Yes. Yeah. July first, actually. Yeah, July first in Atlanta. If you needed that unnecessary detail. <laughs> um, and so us fans knew the song for months now, so yeah. you could really scream the lyrics, and it was very, very special and wonderful to experience that. And we said, "Fuck the noise curfew." Yeah, if you were at the Atlanta show, let us know in our socials because there's a lot to unpack about that show, people. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. That goes of you that moment. could be a that it could be a completely separate podcast. 
Yeah, we should just like talk about the tour in another episode. Review, review, talk my hand. Yeah. Talk my hand, take talk my hand. hand. What the That's a new one because I kept like messing it up and saying take take me home <laughs> instead of take my hand. Um, yeah, but now really talk band my tour, hand. but talk my hand. No, but it's not it's a, a different new one. I'm band sorry. though. They open for One Direction during Take Me yeah, Home. I know, but it's still a different band. Cause I'm just a teenage derp. That's the only thing that comes to mind when I when I mention that tour. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. Let's move on. Moving on <laughs> from Complete Mess because we could be here for a long, long time talking about it and just mm -hmm. rambling. So the second song on the album is called Easy For You To Say. It was a song that although we did not have the studio version before the album came out, we had the live version. Which and was we knew very... it already for the yes, concert. Of course. of course. And it was very reminiscent. If you've been a fan for a long time, they kind of do this every single time. They have those songs that they don't release, but you know them because they played it on tour. So you find crappy videos online to listen to the lyrics and learn it and then scream it during your show. Because I was the only one in my section screaming the lyrics. Right? Like, oh, I have to say, surprisingly, the dude next to me, you know, the friend I made uh, for yes, one night, yes. um, <laughs> he was screaming the lyrics to, for Easy For You To Say. It was like, I was so surprised. Just for a little bit of context. Although me and Jossie and two other friends went to this concert together and we did sit together during soundcheck and made the line together and everything, we were sitting in different sections because at the time when Jossie was buying the concert tickets for all of us, I was in the middle of a work thing and I could not reply, so we did not get sit seats together, but we were at the concert together. So in my section, I was the only one screaming and apparently Jossie had other people to scream the song with yeah i well, got weird looks mm, the 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 friend <laughs> the friend that was sitting with me like the actual friend that came with us to the concert didn't know the song but the That's guy that was next to, to me knew the song yeah i needed you so we could like i got the, i got the, weird the looks i got weird looks because i was screaming every word i was like fuck it it this was i claimed the song from the beginning it was like Although we had other studio version songs that were out by the time we went to our concert and before this album came out, I need to say I claimed this one. It was the one that was in my head the entire time, and it still is. I will say it's in my top five songs in this album. Oh, don't make me make them in order. Okay, like, I'm no. not saying an order. I'm saying it's in my top five. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I can not even say oh top five. <laughs> it's the, the struggle's real. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, I was obsessed with it enough. Yeah, I know. And I think I know. you know because I would tell you every <laughs> single time, yes. and then they added it to the end of a video diary. Yeah. tour diary and I would just skip to the very end so I could listen to a, I guess it was the studio version of it or part of it so I could scream the words even more because it was the only way I was getting my fix and I think my favorite part of this song is by the end of it when they're all screaming the lyrics yes it okay. gives me chills 
I have to be honest, yes. that wasn't my favorite part of the song until we saw the making of. Yeah. Like when I saw that on the making of video, that part became it gives me one chills. Of my I can't songs. now every time I listen to a song, it it You're and they jump in it? with well, yes. But <laughs> It, when they jump in on the vocals, I can just picture them and the making of and all of them like standing around and, and singing and harmonizing with each other. And that's a really special part of the song that we obviously, although we heard it and tour, that part isn't on the live version. That's just for the studio version. So it was a little treat. There's a lot of like vocal dy dynamics on that studio version that they don't do live which it just adds a little layer yeah, i have beef I with them because it would have like hmm. made me cry at the concert but it it's it's what makes their life music and their studio music different but it would have been really hard to carry out a show after singing the song with all those vocal dynamics because i like, agree but i need it I like the one thing that makes the song really special, at least for me, is that like those dynamics, the way it just kind of like moves through the song and, you know, it goes like, like building up, building up, building up. And then you have the boys doing that vocalization at the end, like super in your face for that like big finish with that last chorus it's like oh truly a work of art i i have nothing else to say because yes yes to everything jossie said i remember when i first listened to the song like with the album and i was like listening to everything that was going on at some point i closed my eyes and i was like man this feels like meditation and i suck at meditating But it was like, yes, I can close my eyes mm -hmm. to this and start like feeling like I'm starting to relax and my body will relax completely just by listening to them and focusing on everything that's going on. I think that that it adds, obviously, if you know the band and the way they carry themselves as people, you know that they have like this sort of connection to music and spirituality through music, especially mm -hmm. Ashton, but you could see it in all of them and the way that they make music and express themselves through it. So I could see that as being an actual thing, especially when you have songs like, like this one or the topics that they explore in their songs. Mm -hmm. It's really could help a person work through things. And what about favorite lyrics from this one? Uh, like I think the pre-chorus where it says like last night I lied, I looked you in the eyes, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite because it's the line that's stuck in my head all the time. And whenever, now that I have the physical album and I listen to it on my car, yes, I listen to physical albums in my car. Do not judge me. <laughs> it's the way I carry on my life. And it's the way I listen to music in my car. Um, whenever that part comes on, I think it's when I scream the hardest and do like a little dance and everything to it. Yeah. So that, that's my, my favorite line in the song what I about you? do like the pre-chorus a lot but I do have a favorite 
like line and it's what when they say on the second verse the darkness that holds me and loves when i bleed yeah that's a good one <laughs> maybe it's just like deep <laughs> you know this song can, is very deep in general i can relate to the to to so many lyrics in this album and i and i feel like personally speaking um with everything that's going on in the world and in my life in general this album feels like therapy it's everything that i needed mm -hmm. and it came out in the perfect time yeah, especially coming out of a pandemic yeah and other things that have happened that are obviously mm -hmm. personal but yeah it's you could feel it and it makes you feel like as human beings even though our experiences are different we all go through the same motions in life and the same experiences in a way and emotions mm -hmm. makes you feel a little less alone that was very mushy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes but i mean it, it it the song the song is very mushy even though it's like super upbeat but when you actually look at the lyrics but you, that is a like, trend and and yeah. i have beef with five souls about that <laughs> how dare they fucking make really sad emotional songs be dance worthy well i call how? that why I I call that the happy, depressing vibe. Yeah, but I I have no... I, I forgot words. But I <laughs> there's no need for me to be dancing around in my car to really depressing songs. Because <laughs> if anyone's listening to the lyrics and they don't know, they'll be like, what is wrong with this girl? Uh... And I listen to music really loudly in the car. So I'm sure a lot of people are thinking what the hell is wrong with this girl because they can see me i forget that people can see me inside my car so i don't want to get ahead of myself but like i know i know there's a specific song that i have yeah. beef with about this so we'll get to yeah. it Just, <laughs> this is a little taste because i say it every time it comes in the car like I, there's no right producer michael for it to be like that yes. okay okay Okay, But, and the on. topic going back to easy for you to say I was just thinking <laughs> there's another line that really hits me it's not mm -hmm. my favorite line but it really hits me and it's the whole this nostalgia in my bones I don't know oh, why but yes. that lyric it just hits the spot I, I don't I know there's say... something about it that mm -hmm. I don't know that, that's it I have no. nothing else to say it oh, just okay. if I talk from like um As a singer, oh my god, that sounds so pretentious. Um, as a There's person, no need for it to be. You're an amazing singer and knows a lot about it. So, um, this bitch, <laughs> you're making me feel so self-conscious right now. <laughs> That's my job. Continue. Anyway, as a person that sings, uh, one of my favorite parts of this song is that actual line. And I still cannot make the transition. Because like it goes from like, There's nostalgia in my bones. Why can't I forget it? it and, and, and then it's not easy for you to say. No, it starts with the easy, like really on top, on a high note. And I can still, I still cannot make that transition. And of course, I love a challenge, you know. 
you you're listening to our podcast, which I know you're not, but if you're listening, that was Jossie's audition. If ever you need background vocals, <laughs> so you're welcome. Um, Luke, please teach me your ways. How the fuck did you get there? It's just the transition because I know I can hit the note. I just don't know how to get there from like one line to the other. But anyway, um, moving on from that, we should we should go to the red flags now. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> But yes, next song in the album is called "Bad Omens," which. I fell in love with the song when they were playing it in their one night only concert. Yes. Like the album wasn't out yet, out yet. But that song, wow, it's absolutely heart-wrenching and beautiful. The music video is pretty awesome too. Mm -hmm. um, it really tells a story and even the behind the scenes makes it special because they used all producers and everything from Ukraine mm -hmm. which added this other level of emotional with everything that's happening in the world to give the opportunity to amazing artists from there but wow this song really takes you through it and if you've ever been in a doesn't even need to be romantic relationship but any type of relationship that is full of red flags and toxicity mm -hmm. you can really relate to it It's also a banger to scream in the car. I think they're all bangers to scream in the car, but this one especially, like, wow. Yeah. You said it. You said it perfectly. I know. I'm such a, I have a way with words. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> in that show, when I listen to this song, you know that I don't focus on lyrics right away. I'm a music person in that sense. Yeah. And I'm like, like a lyric person. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, you write and, and stuff, then there's me. Mm -hmm. um, so we're like kind of like the opposite on that sense. And when I first listened to it, I like, I was like, oh, this song has, I remember telling you like, this song has like this hunting vibe. Like, It just sounds amazing. And then the other thing that I told you was, and if by any chance anyone is listening and it's a fan of the Rex, um, the when the guitar comes in, it reminds me of a little bit of like a song called Favorite Liar by the Rex. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, worlds are colliding. Because as soon as I feel, I, I see a, a like a reference to someone else, like not a reference, but I would say something that I, I think of another artist. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's already a favorite <laughs> from that perspective. But like sonically for me was like, oh, this is amazing. But then when I listen to the album and actually because the lyrics yeah because you know that i sit down with the lyrics in front of me when i'm mm -hmm. listening to an album i was like how the fuck can a song be so beautiful sonically and lyrically that's five sets for you <laughs> like i, I know i know haunting. it's a beautiful song but it's haunting and if you listen to the 
live version at the One Night Only concert, it just makes it that much more beautiful because they have mm -hmm. this whole orchestra behind them and they have this whole chorus of people yeah. listening, like singing it with them those, and harmonizing. And those backing vocals by the choir. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. I yeah. was the else, especially at the end of it when the song yes. was finishing. Wow. And it's the same way with the their version on the album. And like that moment, I I think my favorite part of the song is the sound. Obviously the lyrics are really amazing, but mm -hmm. the sound, the way that drums and everything carries you through it yeah. until that moment when they're screaming else. Mm -hmm. It's I don't even have words for it. Again, it's dynamics. Really, it's, yeah, and it hits your feels. Like, it really makes your heart hurt, especially if you could relate to it in any type of way. Mm -hmm. And it's also, like, other, not only speaking of it. Now, lyrically, obviously, the song is talking about this whole toxic circle of red flags and being in that vicious cycle with a person that probably isn't good for you and you can feel it and the way the lyrics are I don't even know how to explain it you can relate to it and you can mm -hmm. add your own experiences to it and you can picture yourself in that type of falling and that vicious cycle and it's also like this little like heart wrenching almost like begging the other person to stay too and like, the actual like again i'll say dynamics a hundred times on this add that to the list <laughs> the way they play with the dynamics to show that to show that emotion that sentiment i guess is that a word mm -hmm. yeah it is yes um throughout the song It's amazing because you're going like from like, yeah, they're telling you the story of how things are. And at the beginning, you would think if you listen by listening to to it, you're like, okay, this is a relation. It's, it's a relationship. It's unfolding, whatever. By the bridge, you can clearly see like the intensity of it. And how it's you can, like you can feel that the that desperate emotion yes. behind being in that sort of situation, yeah, and being in the middle of it and being caught up with all these emotions, and it's mm -hmm. like, yes, I see it, I I see what it needs to be done, I feel it, but also I won't do it. Mm -hmm. It's and very then, clear in it, and you can feel it in their music, and you can feel it and hear it in the lyrics and in the music video. Mm -hmm. Once they end the song, though, that when it goes from like being super high and then it's like, Ills. and the backing, when you love somebody, like with that, I was like, oh, so they took you through this like roller coasters of emotions, right? And now it's like the realization of what I need to do. Yeah. And it's that moment of letting go of. Yes doing what you need to do and just go on your journey of healing. I describe that moment with the way 
clean by Taylor Swift makes me feel. That it takes you through this whole desperation moment of knowing you're mm -hmm. in a relationship that you shouldn't be in. And then there's that moment of kind of like emotional release when you're listening to the song and experiencing mm -hmm. it. And I think it's something that you experience also once you've been through this sort of thing. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't need to be a romantic relationship. You can have toxic relationships with any type of person in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's their feelings that you really can relate to. And even if you don't, you get to experience a taste of what it feels like because they just perfectly captured it in a song. It's like they bottled it up and they sold it to us in art form. Yeah. That's, that's what this song kind of represents to me. And I think it's a beautiful song. And it's one of the, although I would not say it's in my top songs of the album, It is one of the best songs yeah, on the album. Yeah, and it's addictive. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I was it about this song? I saw a tech talk that said that part of the drumming of this song was part of the drumming that Ashton did on tour for Supernova and Red Desert. I think it was with this song. And I also think that they just, I think it is. They say that part of the drumming in the song was Supernova. I know. There I would need to go back. Yes, 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 yes. Was, it was this one. And then the intro to another song was Bleach. Yes. Like, the, like we mentioned in the beginning, they did a lot of transitions between songs that were just absolutely chef's kiss in this tour. And they obviously did a lot of teasing of songs that we did not. They were teasing. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely um, clueless. Because they didn't know, but they knew, so good for them. Um, but at one part of the concert, Ashton plays, and the boys, obviously, but mostly Ashton plays Red Desert, which mm -hmm. it's one of the best songs off Calm. I will die on that hill. Yeah. And he, to, in order to transition from Red Desert to, I don't remember what song came next, they, he added a little bit more drumming, and they called it Supernova. Mm -hmm. And it was like like that interlude between songs in order to transition. And I have not scientifically proven this, but I trust people on TikTok and the internet with their amazing listening skills. And they say that part of the drumming of Bad Omens, we heard it already in Take My Hand tour with that supernova interlude. And I think that's really amazing also how they brought that to life and other things and their music can morph into other things. So you love how they trick us? Yes, especially if it's Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clear cool. the time, so. Yeah. And obviously, it, I, I don't pay that much attention to things i don't know these things that's what the internet is for i it's the same thing with taylor and the easter eggs and the stuff i wait for the internet to tell me there's other smarter fans oh, out there same here because like with all the oh yeah taylor, that, that's for another podcast with taylor <laughs> with faisal with k-pop in general 
it's too much. So someone else can do the work and I'll take it. I, yeah. I take their They're smarter word. fans. Yeah. I will take their, their, their um, word at face value. I will believe yes. them. I agree. So favorite lyrics of Bad Omens. Uh, the one that's, we, we go back again. We jump back, jump back in bed, something like that. No, we go yes, around like again. We jump it's back good. in there. That's when you. Which do also, it, it kind of somebody. You know that that kind of those lyrics blend with <laughs> blend with blender. <laughs> that, was, that was the wrong choice of verb, but it was funny, so I stuck with it. Um, like it connects to blender. Then jumping what? back in bed. Yeah. What? I mean, look for blender lyrics. What? Yeah, in Blender, they have a line that it says, all the things you said in my head ricocheting off the bed. Mm. Jump back in bed. You ricochet when you back. jump back in so bed. So now the bed is like the window in this era? I guess. Not like throughout Vysos. They're already in the room. They through the window. Now they're yeah. in the bed. Yeah. But it's kind of like in this one, it says we jump back in bed, and this is like off the bed. And that's when the emotional blender happens. Mm. So everything's about toxicity. These boys need to, like, no, but doesn't even make sense, though. Like, where are you getting yeah, it? Makes sense to me. No, no, yeah, that makes sense. What I'm trying to oh. say is like, it doesn't make sense to me. Who hurt you this bad when most of them are in like committed relationships? It could be just stuff from the past. You could, you know, you have that I little bag of shit around. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I do. Um, but let's okay. not talk about personal, you know, yeah, let's not their talk personal about lives. Personal. That's not why we're here for. I'm going to talk about my favorite lyrics off the song. I really like the I kiss you on your neck. You were staring at the ceiling. Mm. It's like twisting a knife in my heart. It's like pouring yourself into a person that's not pouring themselves into you. Mm hmm. So that one really hits me. Now I have the song stuck in my head. Which one? Blender or this one? Because I have Blender. <laughs> no. Um, bad Omens. Okay. Specifically the backing vocals on that part. That you just said that is your favorite. Yeah. So. We've been talking for like 50 minutes and we're only on song three. This is going to be a long ass podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, so we're um, moving on. We're very much in brand, you know. I know. I know. But we just stay committed because this is a long album of 19 songs. So song number four of the album is Me, Myself and I. Also a song we had before the album came out. We also had a music video, which... I think it's my favorite music video of the era so far. Mm -hmm. I know there'll be other videos. Um, I really, really love it. I really love Ashton's drum kit on the video. It's really cool and it has flowers. That has nothing to do with the song, but <laughs> details. Um, 
I really like this one. It's kind of like fun. Although the lyrics are not, they should not be fun. I know, right? But it's, um, it's a fun one, especially on tour. It was a fun one. Yes, yes. And it's another one of those songs that it's like, shouldn't be this upbeat. As catchy as it is because it's... Yeah. Um, but I feel like part one part of the one specific part of this song matches it's like the the sibling of the fuck the patriarchy in all too well. Mm-hmm. And it's that so we line, talked about this the other day. Yes. In the chorus where it's like bullshit I feel myself. But there was an another one though. Like when I told you about was like the uh, to me to fuck it up without a good reason. I think that's my favorite. That those are yeah, yeah. Because I I relate to fucking things up without a good reason. The only knowing you're doing it. Yeah. The only the only issue I have with this song is Luke messing up the lyrics. Life, girl. I don't care. It's shellfish for the rest of my life. <sighs> I don't care. I don't care. And I already told you my plan for next tour. I'm not saying it here because people might steal it. It's my plan, and we're doing it. But tell me, how does it make sense to to sing bullshit? I feed my shells, me in my shellfish appetite. Yeah, he likes shellfish. He has a shellfish appetite. And it doesn't make sense. It's just funny. And, and he okay. feeds For context, a shell. Times he sings it. Most of the times he sings it live, he messes up the lyrics. Also, there's a clean version for this song that they never sing live when they should be singing it live, like on TV. <laughs> I don't think I didn't even know there was a clean version to the song. Yeah. It's a, it says, This lies I feed myself. And the. What do they sing for the up to me to fuck it up without a good reason? Mess it up for without a good reason? That makes Maybe. sense. Maybe. I just remembered that these lies because it's like, um, no, it doesn't have the same it, punch. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't yeah. hit the same. But the reason yeah. why he messed it up, though, like the, the reason I, they messed it up was because the fans were singing the explicit version. And by the last chorus, they said bullshit instead of these lies. Still funny. They should have known better. But yeah, he messes it up live in general most of the time. And it's funny. He messed it up in our show. And it was hilarious because he yes. did it in every single chorus. Yes. So if you know the joke about my shellfish appetite, welcome to the fandom. You've probably been here for a while. Yeah. So, any favorite lyrics? Did you say favorite lyrics for the song? Uh, no. I mean, you mentioned the ones you liked, but are I mean, those yeah. your favorites? Or? I would say yes, because of the punch. But I do have <clears throat> I do have a favorite part. What? Musically speaking. Which one um, is it? It's the last chorus. And I'm going to explain why. Explain um, when they start after like 
after like the breakdown because this song really doesn't have a bridge it's like a breakdown when they start again with the chorus luke goes bullshit i feel myself and calum is going with backing vocals that it's like oh, how is it if i listen to the song i can do it wait i'm gonna huh okay I'm gonna do this because i hate myself okay let me see going to the end going to the end going to the scroll okay Oh god, my voice. Okay, it's like he goes, bullshit I feel myself. And Calvin goes, feed myself. Oh god, my voice is somewhere else. And then it's like You're better than anything I would ever do, so And then my me and my selfish habits like, I I did not need your help. And he does it again. The it's, I, I I know uh, what part you, you mean yeah. now that it's in my head. But then the head. wish me it. well, it's different, and it's it he he goes a little bit higher, um, and I cannot do it sitting down <laughs> and without listening to the song. But that part, like oh god, because it's kind of like a little bit of a back and forth in a way. It's so good, chef kisses. Mm, we should get more, more Callum. No, that that's just me. Okay. I mean, I cannot not agree with that because he's really talented. So yes, he's. Do you have um, favorite lyrics or a part? I don't know. I'm reading the lyrics, and I don't know if I have a favorite one here. It's just, it's fun to sing. Yes, but there's something about it that makes it fun to sing. I'm obsessed with this song. Like, I have it stuck in my head 24 7. I, I this one gets stuck in your head, it really gets stuck in your head, yeah, yeah. And you know that I like, yeah, when we were in the hotel, what was the music video that I stopped doing what I was doing to watch? It was this one, and then when we were having yeah. breakfast, <laughs> it was this one again. It was this one again. And I stopped eating <laughs> to watch the music video because apparently I couldn't do both things at the same time. It needs your full attention. Yeah. It's that drum kit, I'm telling you. Uh, no. <laughs> I know it's not. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have a favorite moment lyrically in this Ooh. one. It's just fun. It's just fun. And like the same lines that you said, they're really fun to scream. Really oh, and it. this is another one they play live, and it's like way better. Yes, yes, you can scream the lyrics very loudly mm -hmm. live with them and everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it, it it was intense for me. I think I hit my chest a lot. <laughs> I hit my shelf a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, because I I it, I went hard at it during our show. I really, really did. And again, a lot of people didn't know the lyrics in my section. I think I was in the dud section. But that's another. That's another. We topic. keep talking about this show. 
It was a great show, okay, and we're still not over it. That that's post, gonna that's gonna depression. stop after the next song. <laughs> that's gonna stop. It, hmm, is it? No, there's yeah. still another song where we could talk about it. Oh well, but we didn't experience that live. Yeah, but we, we have beef with it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. So next song is called "Take My Hand," Joshua Tree version. This song is really intriguing because we did get a "Take My Hand" version before. That is not this one. We also had the one we sang in the concert, which mm -hmm. is neither. <laughs> um. I really like the song. I cry every time I listen to the song. Unconsolably cry. I don't know if it was because of the show. It makes me think of the tour. The tour was called Take My Hand. The song itself is, the Joshua Tree version is absolutely beautiful, especially as it's coming to an end. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think like Bad Omens, it's that type of song that the music and the lyrics really mesh together so beautifully in a haunting artistic sort of mm -hmm. way um and yeah it it really hits different and i i cry i me and my sister will be in the car or in our apartment and there's a point of the song that really really hits us and then we start crying and we can't explain it i think you told me that you have that too yeah when you listen to it and i don't even know what part of the song because it could be at any point of the song it changes but there's a point that i don't know if it's the emotions behind the song or something because i can't tell you pinpoint it in any line i can't pinpoint it in anything that's making me reminisce in my life or something, I just start to sob. And I need to stop and compose myself and then continue with the album every single time. I and have some pretty good lyrics too. Like there's some pretty good moments in that song too. Yeah. Uh, for me, like, yeah, I do get that that thing too but I can't actually like pinpoint what it is um and it's like there's one part that is just the lyrics because it's the chorus but then it's the last chorus it's more of again the dynamic <laughs> um and and how it just like goes like slow and like that kind of like quiet sound you close your eyes during that moment because i did this in the concert just close your eyes in that particular moment and you let like just take it all in it's gonna make you super emotional It's a really emotional song. Not only as it's happening, but if you went to the tour, I think it was a beautiful moment in the concert and there's people around you that are also screaming this. I think mm -hmm. that just the whole imagery of this whole take my hand, it could relate to the people in your life and not wanting to let go. It relates to you and this band who 
probably saved a lot of people and it connected a lot of us. It relates to, to you it, and yourself. It relates to your life. I, like I said, there's there's a part of the song that always like hits me and it's towards the end. It's when they say the pick apart all of the pieces. I'm running out of time. I ran out all the creases and just mm -hmm. hang it out to dry. Yeah. And the shallow hearts for shallow minds that ache to be alive. That when they sing the that, bridge. Yeah. that one. And then it slows down and they sing that where I stand just as you're losing yourself again, look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have absolutely no words to describe the way that bridge and that tiny little part before the chorus again hits mm -hmm. me. Yeah. By that point, I'm already crying. Oh, wow. And then I'm sobbing. <laughs> And I think that in the during the concert, I think that where I stand, just as you're losing yourself again, look in the mirror part, it became one of my favorite parts while I was standing there in the middle of the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was something absolutely magical about that moment and experiencing it. Like I said, I don't really cry at concerts. I don't know why. I think I've sweat out all my tears and I just don't cry and then I cry afterwards. So maybe that's why I sob in the song so much. It's all the tears I would have cried <laughs> live. But there was a moment there where I, I could feel every single hair, sweaty hair in my body standing on end. Mm -hmm. And I just looked around as the song is ending. It was... Magical. That's it. It was magical. It's that build-up, though. It's like that build-up hits you. Hits you different. This song, this album and this tour was all about dynamics, and it was about all the build-up and release. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's it. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever experienced any type of emotion that takes you through that, you will like this album. Yeah. I guarantee it. And if you do not, please message me and we can have a conversation about it. Because and, there's, I, I refuse to believe that anyone that's been through any type of emotion that takes you through that cannot relate to at least one of these songs and be like, they like literally, I'll say it again, they bottled up these emotions and these moments mm -hmm. and these roller coasters of life and they bottled them up and they sold it to us in an album. Like, what did you put in this album? Michael <laughs> but with this song specifically like that you were talking about the whole take my hand and it could be with another person all that but for me it's like with my younger self that specifically that part that's like cry. where I stand just as you're losing yourself again look in the mirror ah I cry so much when I listen to this song. I'm teary-eyed. And the, oh, no. this, this part, life, and just like closing your eyes and letting it like take all in while they're singing and the crowd starts going wild because it's like building up again. Mm. It's just, I just want to go back to the tour. Yeah, me too. But that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. 
And I, what I think what I like about the Joshua Tree version in the album, it's that end mm-hmm. of it. And the way the lyrics like kind of sound very far away and they keep fading. Yes. It gives me enough time to process my feelings and be able to move on with the rest of the album. It's like, it's like say, they finished they, they, they finish the song in, in, in more of like an acoustic version of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Can we move in yes. to the next one? Yes, let's go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> so the next song in the album, we're on number six, if you're following along, it's Carousel. The reason Jossie says Taylor Swift is because it sounds like it starts like a song in 1989. Yes. Oh my One God. of her albums. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> and the fact that they said that like Taylor was one of like inspiration. process. Yeah. Oh God. That was like, I knew it. I knew it. Because we all know we... that Michael is a big Swifty. We know yeah. that. Yeah. It's oh, boy. fact. When but, well, that reminded me of like that that like tour. I think it's a tour diary. The Callum is like fake interviewing him, and he starts going, "No, no, I'm not dating Taylor Swift." <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> They're so funny. They never change. Uh, they really don't. They're still twelve year olds. Yeah, I still feel twelve years old too. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a thing. But anyway, so they were now. when they were like listen. We listened to this one on that uh, the one night only show, mm-hmm. um, and when the song started, as soon as the song started, I was like, "What's this 1989 vibe?" I remember I texted you. Yes, because it was like you could, and we thought it was only up. us, and maybe we were just crazy because well, at least I think I'm crazy because I have Taylor Swift in my head like 24 seven, like Blondie rules my freaking life. <laughs> um, so I thought it was just the me thing, but no, everyone noticed it. Everyone was mm. talking about it afterwards. Yeah, and as the album got released, more people were talking about it. Yeah. So we're like, oh, okay, we're not crazy. It's it's a thing. It sounds like 1989. Yes. But then the song obviously does not sound. It's just that beginning. Oh, no. the song yeah, is, it's, it's an entirely different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that beginning, if you have not listened to it or if you know anything about Taylor Swift, go back, listen to the beginning of the song and tell us it does not sound like one of her songs. Jack Antonoff could have d- produced it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swifty took over. The production yeah, of this one. Yeah. It was not me though. Do no. not blame me. No. It was Michael. Because he's Michael's the producer fault. of We can go um, back to blaming Michael for stuff. We stopped. No, I didn't know we stopped. Oops. Uh, uh, um, it's been a while. Uh, not in my household. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't said it in a, in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about this one because I have a lot to say. Please, take that away. You know me, right? You know I'm more inclined I think so. I, think I know you. <laughs> you know I'm more inclined to music. And even though mm-hmm. the lyrics on this are like, ah, uh, so good. The highlight of this song is the sound 
the instruments is like you can hear every single instrument every layer it's so perfect it's so beautiful and then i just love it when you can hear the bass so fucking clear it's like i just want to marry the bass line on this on this song because i cannot marry the bassist but like the bass line in this song in particular seems like, like a reasonable compromise to make yeah. oh and also like by the end of the song don't you get that vibe of like oh sounds good feels good because they kind of had like an interlude at the end yes I was yes. like, I, I, and I, I get that feeling a lot throughout the song. And I know that a mm -hmm. lot of fans have too. Like, there's this whole joke of it sounds better, feels better. It's well, I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen it, but I keep saying this is like the grown up version of sounds good, feels good. That's why it sounds better, feels better. Yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, the whole album in general. Yes, it sounds better, feels better. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll stop making that joke. <laughs> I don't know if we really feel better here. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I agree with everything Jossie said. This one, although I'm a very lyrical person, I think what makes this song is the music. Mm -hmm. They have And... so many instrumental breaks during mm -hmm. the entire album, but this one, oh, so good. And I think it goes with the song. I mean, of course, it's part of the song, but it goes with the whole being stuck in a carousel just going round mm -hmm. and round it, the music really adds to that feeling um it's one of my favorites i don't know if top five but it's definitely in the top 10 really really like it oh you yeah. know like um okay keep going sorry sorry no, no, i no, got no, way no. too excited now tell me um i'm going through the lyrics right because i don't know if you're gonna ask me If I have a free yeah. work and it's I not in them, the top I of my head. Open. Just but, in case I'll ask for every song. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I, again, I don't know if I have like favorite lyrics in all the songs. But there's one part in this song and like it's in the chorus by the end. I just love when they, they go like, um, how are you gonna get there, get there? Like. Like, I, I love their vocals and how that they're line singing. Is so yeah. Beautiful. Like the techniques they're applying there. And this is me after a couple of months of voice lessons. <laughs> But like, I've learned a lot, you know, taking vocal lessons. And, and I love She's the how, smart musical one. Uh, I love how like they, they use some techniques there to make it sound like. Like, you know, like that full stop. Like, it's like, how are you gonna get there? Get there. Like, they're stopping and not like keeping. That's called staccato, mm -hmm. I think. Something like that. That is like that. I'll believe you because I have no fucking clue. Yeah, whatever. I, I know what I'm trying to say, but I love that line and how they're singing it. And that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> that That's a good line. I, I have two lines in the song that are my favorite. One is in the chorus, and it's when it says, always looking back, and I don't know why, something always there in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. As someone with anxiety. 
I can relate to that. Yeah. Someone uh, who's always living in the past when she shouldn't. I relate to that. Someone that's always um, overthinking. It's in the carousel. I relate to that. Yeah. Um, but there's also, oh my God, I lost it. Um, and there's also this other line, which kind of like, as we grow up and we become adults, you realize that everyone's kind of like doing their own thing and in their own right and in their own mindset. So everybody's living on a one-way ride. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, even though we're all different, we all basically have the same and so, goals and we're just moving forward. That one like really hits me too. So basically we have... You like the the, the line the, before yours. Yeah, you the the lines that you like are like three lines before the one that I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, as a lyrical than like liking. What's the word? Why am I forgetting words so much? Um, symbolisms and stuff. Those those lines really like hit it for me and I can from there's a lot of lines that I can relate to but I think with carousel I relate to the most with those little lines for all the things we forementioned before so Mm -hmm. yeah this is a relatable one and it's also a very beautiful song yeah musically like instrumental wise it's beautiful Talking about beautiful songs that make you cry, we're moving on to lucky number seven with Older featuring the beautiful, talented, and wonderful Sierra Deaton. Please do not cancel me for that. I've been a fan of her before she dated Luke Hemmings, so come at me. Come at me. And I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with who she's dating. That she woman has such an and talented. Yeah, and she has such an amazing voice. Like every time that I think mm-hmm. about her, I think of that um the song she auditioned with on the X Factor, that toxic cover, and her voice during that amazing. cover. Amazing. I was like she yeah. carried that entire audition. I'm sorry. That's what I believe. And I know her at personality some point, back then was a little bit annoying for me, but like, yeah, again, talent it's wise, okay. so okay. good. And I know a few years back, she tried to come out with solo music, and I know she had issues with the name and stuff. I now I cannot find those songs anywhere on the internet, and it makes me really, really sad because they were really good. But anyway, going back to Faisos and her, this song is just. Luke and her singing. <laughs> it is a very beautiful, heart-wrenching song about not wanting your significant other to die, basically, and knowing that at one point one of you will die, which is really sad. It is. And a feeling we cannot relate to because we do not have partners. But... Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And I I need to say here that I'm really, really happy that Michael encouraged them to finish this song, which they apparently had started writing a few years ago when they started dating, which feeling this strongly about someone when you started dating blows my mind and just 
goes to show the fact that they're soulmates. I am sorry. But also, artists are very intense. Because you got to be passionate for this line of work. Of course. But yeah, it's a beautiful song. I know a lot of people like hated on the song when they came out. I know they dropped it. Oh, they're just bitter because they don't have a relationship yeah. like that. I wish I had but, someone and to a lot sing of with. Don't like her. They people really don't like her. I don't know why. But I know people were really bitter, and they were saying that this song should have been in Luke's solo album and whatever. I think it really fits this album very well because of all the emotions and roller coaster of emotions that goes through the album. I do get that, but at the same time, I do get not not based on what people were saying, not their reasons, but I see how the song would yeah sound wise would have fit that album really well. But we have other songs that it happens too. Like other songs sound like they belong to Ashton's album. So (laughs) true, and it shows that they obviously use hear the style of both four boys and what they like. And we'll get those different sounding songs too. So I'm totally okay with that. That's part of their creating process. My only issue with this song though, and not really an issue, but I think it could have been better if it's just one tiny thing. On the second, is it the precurse? Yeah. When, When they're doing the just me, just you. Mm-hmm. She does a little run on the second pre-chorus. Live when they sang this on, on the one night only. only. That is not added to the studio version. And it should have. Yeah, it's the only thing. Like when I'm listening to albums, I tend to rate each song so I can rate the album. And the only reason why I gave this song a 4.5 out of 5 was because of that. Makes sense. But again, it's this whole thing that they make their live songs a little different. So, What about favorite lyrics on this one? Favorite lyrics? I really like the In Your, co- in your Cocaine Colored Wedding Dress. I don't know why. I really, really like that song. I mean that line. Mm. Um, there's something about it that I don't know. I think it's beautiful, and also the part the part that you kiss away the pain every time you twist my lips. I don't know why. It's also beautiful. Mm, okay, okay. Which one is yours? Well, of course, the uh, my dear devoted delicate. Oh my god. That's so romantic. I want to be someone's yeah. dear devoted delicate. Yes. I'm not very delicate, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm not very delicate. Uh, I still want to be it, okay? In, in any in any way. Like, I, I see being delicate with being kind of like small in a way. And like fragile. I don't know how to be well emotionally. I know what you <laughs> Mentally, I'm very delicate, <laughs> but nothing else. Um, the other one that I like is the "Your weakest smile." It says it all, mixed with my sad and cynical. Mm. Cause me, 
but also the way they sing that part like together in the live that's what makes this song beautiful I mean when I heard it the first time because like I said they dropped the song and we all freaked out and we listened to it obviously the song is really beautiful you can feel the love and the lyrics and then you can see the vocals in the but when you we watched the one night only performance the way they are looking and smiling at each other that's what makes the song for me i don't care it's i cannot picture anything else when i listen to the song Mm -hmm. i don't think i will ever relate to the song because this song is about their love story I don't think I could put it in any other love story. I cannot picture anyone else in the song other than them. And it's like the song says, their love is tailor-made. The song is tailor-made for them. Obviously, they wrote it, but yes, it's it's very, very beautiful to see Luke be happy and see her be happy mm-hmm. because, like I said, I've been following her before I knew about Faisos. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm in love. I ship it. I'm sorry. I'm when not I sorry. Watch, when I watched them on the one night only, um, I was between, oh my god, that's so beautiful, and get a fucking room. Because <laughs> it was like you could see like honey dripping from their eyes. You could see that you. It's like in, you were invading their privacy yeah. a little bit. Not in a a dirty way <laughs> but in a way that like you saw a glimpse of this is real like mm-hmm. it's they're and they're so private about their relationship too yeah so to see a glimpse of that and to like i said to see them happy it's really beautiful i feel the same way when i see crystal and michael together interacting it's really beautiful to see people finding their people Mm-hmm. And to be supported and loved in every single aspect of their lives. I don't know them personally, but I know it. I can feel it. I can see yes. it. You also, know it. Little, little like break from the album because I have to. You, you brought up Crystal and Michael. Okay. Did you see Crystal's comments on Michael's latest post that she was like about the halloween costume yeah why are you gonna make me wear this halloween and she was like last year i was a frog michael a frog (laughs) love them and their interactions online and the way she supports him and promotes him it's so beautiful like i said to see your favorite artists be happy truly truly happy and with people that are not out there for clout Mm -hmm. is beautiful and she really, she has set the standard. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know we're talking about the album and all that, but I have to say, she has set the standard on what is, like, how should it be supporting your significant other? Like, that yes. woman is... And it doesn't have to Michael's- be, your significant other doesn't have to be famous for you to support yeah. it mm-hmm. in the same intensive way. Yes. That she like this is this is a standard. We should be mm-hmm. striving for these. Yes. Like and the way he supports her, like it's a Yes. Both parts should do it. Like it's they awesome. Are you should support there. your friends the same way, people. Take notes. Okay. Sorry, that was intense. Yeah. <laughs> they are their like yeah. number one fans, basically. 
I can be your cheerleader, Nachi. Do you need a cheerleader? You're my cheerleader already, and I'm yours. Oh, because that's what we do. Okay. Oh, so that means I'm Nashton's cheerleader. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Nachi says that I'm Ashton cheerleader, okay? Like, that I'm not an Ashton I'm girl. An Ashton. I'm an Ashton girl, but she talks about Ashton more than I talk about Ashton. And I get very defensive. Ashton. Yeah, I she get very, very defensive. defensive. And supports him. And Ashton, if you ever need someone to be in your corner, call Jossie up and then call I will fight anyone. Well, as long as they're she would, she would. But no, in a way I can that bite I will their not. ankles. It doesn't matter if they're taller than me; I can bite their ankles. It's okay. That's very aggressive. Is that staying in the podcast? Yeah. Are you allowing people to know this about you? That I'm this intense about Ashton? Of course, not even Callum, and I'm a Callum girl. <laughs> but I would fight <laughs> anyone that comes for Ashton. Like I'm ready she to will. fight Trust anyone. Me, guys, you will. I'll be like, oh, Ashton's happy. And she's like, who is she? And I go like, wow. Don't, this should wait, be me. Don't, and I'm don't, not. No, no, no. Don't say those things because people are going to think that it's okay, just. But not, in a, not in a bad way, but she gets defensive like that. She wants to know things. Like, I don't like when people are mean to my to, to Ashton. And also, like, I don't yeah, like that when too. I don't know who's around him. Because we've known. Yeah. That, like, that, that's what I'm saying. She's really protective about Ashton without he's, he being has an Ashton gone girl. Through a lot. He has gone through a lot in his life. And he has been taken advantage so much that I don't want people taking advantage of him. And I don't want people talking shit about him. So I get very defensive. She does. Trust me, guys. She does. And not in a weird. Thank you, Carr. Um, not in a bad way. Like, the, don't the, take the anything in a bad proof. way. But she she gets really defensive about everything Ashton related, and she's not even an Ash girl. So seriously, Ashton, I know you're not listening to this, and we'll keep saying that. But if you by any chance do, if you need someone in your corner, call Jossie up. Seriously, oh, anyone, everyone her. needs a Jossie in yeah. their corner. Don't pay attention to the fact that I'm a Calum girl. Okay, nothing's gonna happen. But I can be your bodyguard. Okay. That means that I'm going to be around the other boys and whatever. Okay, fine. But I'm there to defend <laughs> you. Drag. I'm there to defend you. Nachi, shh, let, me, let me make it seem like I'm oh, not sorry, interested on in spending time with them. Okay. I'll be I'm your sorry. bodyguard. You don't really have to pay me, Ashton. As long as I have where to sleep and something to eat, I can settle for one meal a day. I can't do that. Excuse me. I'll get defensive now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We really we really need to we really need to like get this back on track. We got really distracted there. Oh, okay. So enough about being Ashton's bodyguard. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. Song number eight in the album is called Haze. Even though there's no mention of the word haze. That's okay. It's okay. It's 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 an artistic decision. <laughs> I oh, I just realized me getting defensive about Ashton. It is the perfect set weight to the song because okay, oh my why? god, Ashton has lead vocals on this. He does. Oh god, amazing, perfect, just beautiful. I know. He is. I know. 
that's it that that's all we're gonna say about haze yeah i shouldn't be this intense about it because i mean cow has vocals too but here i am going crazy i mean i know if we don't Mm -hmm. like he has an ashton has an entire solo album i know that but there's something about the way ashton sings and how his confidence has grown over the years Mm -hmm. I can never get enough of his vocals. And there's some, like I mentioned before, the way his voice can melt with the other guy's voices is beautiful. But having him be lead vocals and the other guys have to harmonize with him mm-hmm. is even more beautiful. Yeah. There's also, too, he hits different as a Faisos fan that has been here from the beginning. Getting Ashton vocals and seeing how he's getting the recognition he deserves. It's amazing. Because, like, back then, we had to, like, deal only with, like, the little ending in Don't Stop. And then on Sounds Good, Feels Good, at least we got the Mm -hmm. vocals on Safety Pin, which is the reason why that song is one of my favorites. Um, There's another song where he has vocals. Which one? I don't remember. Doesn't he have vocals and she's kind of hot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He but it's does. Just, it's just that, I mean, uh, safety ping is iconic, you know? And I know, the whole throwing rocks out the window because they're, you know, they're obsessed with windows. Um, The only thing that I'd like, my only issue, again, with this song is the lack of Michael vocals. Like, it would have been perfect with all of sauce, you know? But, oh well. What can we do? There's a lot of Callum vocals on this, though. Yes, there are. And it's also one of those songs that is really dancey mm-hmm. and upbeat. It's very groovy. I cannot, yeah, I cannot. I mean, I don't know if this is the interpretation, the real interpretation of the song, but the song is about drugs, right? Because <laughs> I think about drugs when I listen to the song. I mean... I've never been on drugs, but I think it has to do with that feeling. But I might be wrong. To, Don't like, come at me if I'm wrong. If it, it doesn't have to be necessarily about drugs, but like you can get that feeling too from like getting like so into someone yeah like emotionally dumb and dumb Mm -hmm. that was not the word numb numb was the real word (laughs) and the catching feelings and losing feelings but i don't know every time i listen to it it makes me think of drugs and don't come at me this is my interpretation of the song and if i'm wrong I will die in this hill too, but yes. And I and I have an explanation as to why, okay. which I think could relate to having love and losing love too. But I don't know why. The part where it says, obviously, I know it's it's a hell of a ride loving you, but it's a hell of a ride. I don't know why. Makes me think of drugs, and also got me feeling all right when the feeling's all gone, and got me feeling uptight when. Every moment you're gone. I don't know. I'm sorry. This is my interpretation of it. It's still a groovy song, like you said, and it's really fun. I, although the lyrics are 
I like the lyrics of this song, but I kind of like the music more. And that's mm-hmm. weird for me because yeah, I'm a lyrical that is, girl. That is, that is weird for you. You're judging me. I can feel you're judging me. <laughs> I'm not judging. But this it's is another sure. one that it has uh, has a instrumental break. Yes. And it's really good, too. And this it one's makes- a groovy one. Yeah, it's a, it, it it kind of reminds me of Love Boogie Band in a way. Oh, that was such a deep. I can voice. see it. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. It kind of has that, even in the vocals. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. If you do not listen to Love Boogie Band, go listen, listen to, to them. them. I'm plugging another band in another band's podcast, but they're really good. So, yeah. Anything else to say about? The Not song, really. No. I don't. I don't think I have favorite lyrics on this one. Well, mine is the ones I mentioned before that made me think this song is about drugs. So, oh, wow. Okay, that's it. Do you have something to tell me, Nachi? I've never done drugs. <laughs> do you want to do why. drugs? No. Mm, okay. I'm just getting a little bit worried. You know. I'm just people. Please don't judge me. I this is what I interpret. And talking about drugs, I'm kidding. Well, that's like way too. <laughs> that's like way too. You don't go to parties, which is a place where people do drugs, apparently. Okay. I'm just thinking of a segue to make it less awkward. I think I made it more awkward. Yeah. Anyways, the ninth song in the album is "You Don't Go to Parties." And it's the Cashton song. It's the Cashton song. The way we died when we started listening to this song, and it, we realized that after Cal Ashton came in, it was like, oh my God, we're getting Cashton. It was Cashton. A Cashton song was everything I did not know I needed in my life, and everything that I know now that I need in every single album. Yes. And I wish I got a, which I know probably won't happen, but I freaking want a live performance of the song with them singing. I'm sorry, I need it. Why why don't you think it would happen? I don't know. I don't think it will happen because I don't want to get my hopes up. I really hope they do it. Uh, But this song is like full Cashton song, not only from the vocals, but like the way the bass and the drums stand out. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh which God. they always do, but I love Where... it. Like this one gets stuck in your head, so like it's so intense, like you cannot stop yes. singing this song when you listen to it. It's a good one. It's a good one. I don't know. I, I don't think I have anything else to say. It's like it's just so good. And I really, I think it's the perfect song from beginning to end, mm-hmm. musically and vocally. But that beginning where Callum's vocals come in. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not a Camel girl, but Sam, Callum, Sam. Just and that his tone voice. of voice through the entire song. I don't know. It's like, it's a good one. And when it transitions into the the chorus and it's Ashton singing, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything. Do you have any favorite lyrics? 
I do. Which ones are uh, where it says uh, "lost my limit" because I'm dumb and passionate. That lyric, mm. God, love it. Um, and I don't think there's any other. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with the chorus. To be honest, it's not like I go to parties to like try and see someone because I don't go to parties. But like, I love I how it's like. Parties you know the and now it's 5 a.m clinging to my couch the the whole idea that it's like i threw up you're looking for someone that's not there yeah but it's the whole thing that he is in his house like he threw a party Mm -hmm. and everyone came and said that person that you are trying to see but they don't go to parties anymore yeah it hurts it's it's a sad song that also had no reason to be so upbeat and beautiful and mm-hmm. amazing vocally and sonically. Um, the lyrics that I like are not necessarily because of the lyrics. I really like the way they sound vocally. Mm-hmm. I like the you make me a heartless monster because mm-hmm. I love the way he says monster. That's where I'm going to leave it. And I in the chorus, I like the part where he says I wonder who I'm looking for because you don't go to parties anymore it's like I wonder who I'm looking for because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. don't go to parties anymore I'm obsessed so with that beautiful. Song. Yeah. yeah it's I really like it I'm sorry I'm obsessed with cash gen vocals and I hope we get much 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 many more that makes no sense grammatically but i'm gonna stick with it much 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 okay um we get many many more mm-hmm. cash and vocals in the future and cash and collabs in the future like boys good job thank you for your service i just have a a little question yes for cow Oh, not when, for me. Okay. No, for Callum. Callum. Dear Callum. When the fuck are you going to release a solo album? Sing to Michael. Just, just make sure that you let us know in advance because that's when I need to start planning Jossie's funeral. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I need, I need Nachi to be with me when I listen to that album because I might need to go to the hospital. Yeah, she's not gonna be okay and i have proof as to why i believe she's not gonna be okay but i'm not gonna like you know i'll leave that for when we talk about the concert podcast okay, okay. <laughs> i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but um, i hope you know what i'm talking about i think so i don't know there are so many reasons but anyway continue okay so number 10 we're almost halfway there are we halfway there yeah we're halfway there yeah and the album songs we have blender which we also got this one early mm-hmm. we have beef with the song because they played it live t- one show two shows after our show yeah they played it for the first time in dc um i instantly became obsessed with it i could not sing the chorus without being out of breath, but that's okay. I'm not a singer. I can sing it now. I've practiced, so be proud of me, Fisos. I'm ready for next tour. Um, 
all I can think about when I listen to the song is Michael's cute little dance on stage. Mm-hmm. That's it. That that's what makes the song Michael's little dance on stage. It's also a really fun song that talks about being in an emotional blender, which mm-hmm. is something we've all experienced, and it had no right being this catchy and awesome. And I know the song like kind of repeats the same lyrics over yeah. and over again, but it's a banger. Mm-hmm. And it confuses people when I go around the office being like play the blender song or I say it in Spanish, play the licuadora song. <laughs> people get really confused, but this is the type of band I listen to and they have a song about a blender and they actually blended paper and they actually put googly eyes in a blender and I know this blender has a, a name. So Ashton, if you can confirm what the blender's name is, please let me know. <laughs> now we want the blender as part of like Faisal's merch, okay? Yes. You can make it cute. It doesn't have to like be functional. Just sell me a freaking blender. A little blender keychain. Oh, yeah. It would be cute. Now I want one. Anyways. um, Do you have anything else to say about the song? Um, Not really. Just the bass line. (laughs) <laughs> not really just one little detail you forgot uh, the bass line in the song just owns owns my soul okay I wouldn't I mean, freaking that's what mind makes the song yeah I wouldn't mind at all getting blender 24-7 I don't even know what that means and I do not want to ask you know what be- getting blender is because they oh yeah yes i do. oh my god trauma i had forgotten what it was <laughs> that was another funny fun thing about this song the guys were obsessed with the song for a while and everything had to do with blender yeah. one they had no right making a website for us to put our emotional blender emotions into so they could make videos of things blending in a blender where they aired out our dirty laundry also they had no right blendering us every single time on social media we we fell for those and even update accounts like participated in yeah. this whole blendering thing this is the whole like Faisal's version of Rick Rowling yeah but it was also fun and they, when they th- this was the first song they just dropped out of nowhere mm-hmm. and I was losing my mind I don't even remember what the hell was I doing with that song I was at work and I started shaking I don't know why but I was like what is happening what are they doing this is going off script why are they going off script <laughs> so yeah that was it. It, it I think it goes on brand they made us emotional blenders yeah do you have any favorite lyrics? Um, of course, the now we're stressed and depressed. Uh, the actual lyric. And then the pre-chorus. What? I like the, I was saying. <laughs> I, I like the pre-chorus a lot. Yeah. I tried for you. I tried for you. I tried for you. I don't know. Oh, so you like the other part of it. Because my favorite part is the. the I died for you. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with the I tried for you just 
just hits me. And also, I like that it's supernatural. Got me howling at the moon. I don't know why, but I really like that lyric. I have it makes no sense, but have you seen that TikTok that is like that one video of one guy at like a boardwalk, like dancing and kind of like going around in circles and like moving his arms to like I don't, I don't think I've seen it but a lot of people were just going round and round in circles <laughs> on the TikTok no, no but it's not that one. one it's more like it's more like a kind of like a uh, I have to look for it and send it to you if you find it let me know I saw it with the song with the chorus and it was so fucking funny to me I haven't seen it Cause it's like the the guys dancing, but it's kind of like the the way people use the videos, kind of like a little bit on slow motion, and then you have the all oh, the things you said in my ricochet, and then, then the guy just did. I'm dancing Good here like out. an idiot, and you cannot see me. It's okay. I can picture you. If I close my eyes, I can picture you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's all we can say about a song. It's actually very emotionally deep but it also feels like a joke <laughs> yeah and i know it's definitely gonna be a next worst set list because i can tell they have so much fun playing it and it's it will be fun to just dance around a venue with other people that stand this band mm-hmm. gives me that same feeling but not the same feeling but the kind of silly feeling that pizza makes me feel when they play it Mm -hmm. that you just lose yourself and you're like why am i losing myself to a song about a blender but yes that's that's the feeling but we can move on there's not much to be said it's a banger but it's a weird one um song number 11 in the track list is called caramel which is the song that ashton called the spicy song of Faisal's Five. And we did not know that he meant spicy as in emotionally. <laughs> and not actual spicy. <laughs> but we also listened to this one for the first time and the one night only. Mm-hmm. And I know I remember being so confused as, as to I know this is a new song, but I have no idea what this song is until they say caramel, Mm -hmm. which I love the way looks as caramel. Yeah. Just just to put it out there. I know other people feel the same way. It's just a thing. There's things you can't explain about Faisal's vocals. You just like the way they sing things sometimes. Um, This one's in my top five songs. I really, really like this one. Um, that's it. I, I really like this one. I, I I like the way it begins. <laughs> the way it plays and the end. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the instrumental beginning and when the, mm-hmm. like, the vocals hit you, like they punch you in the face. Yeah. Like it stops and they literally punch you in the face, even though they're not screaming at you. But yeah, if people understand what I mean, they understand what I mean. This is the one um, song that I'm like... This could be in Super Bloom. Like. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It has I would not. It has something that makes me think of Super Bloom. And 
And I don't know, it's because it's like, this is like a Lashton song. Because they're the main ones. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. I know but I like, like music, like sonically is so good. Like. You know what I told Naki the other day about this song? Which uh-huh, I was making fun about Ashton saying this was the spicy song of the album, but it's not really spicy. Mm. But this is the stripper song of this yeah. album. Yep. This this is the vapor mm-hmm. of Faisal's Five. And makes me okay. feel a certain so- way. It makes me dance a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only like musically, like sound wise, vocally, like the way they again dynamics i'm gonna jump mm-hmm. on the dynamic train with you yeah. the way like i don't know it makes me want to like dance <laughs> i can't explain it i i think i get what ashton said that when he meant the spicy song but also no, not what i expected he meant, he meant the stripper song yeah that's what he meant yeah. he didn't understand it but now i get it but i don't get it this song also, was I so this good song. Life. Yes. And also, as an Ashton girly, I claimed the song before I even listened to it. So, <laughs> it's, it's at my top. I think I could say my top three. And then you claim it again. An actual when, number. When you what are you heard him. <laughs> then, then you claim the song again when you heard him singing the bridge. Yes. Like, Love Like a Landslide. I kissed you goodnight. What the fuck, Erwin? (laughs) I love how he sings this live. Because it's not the same as how he sings it on the studio version. I know. I know. But also, there's a thing. Mm -hmm. The way when he's playing the drums. Okay, this is going to be very me fangirling over Ashton Erwin and being weird. So, like, just... Just hold on a second and let me go through my emotions. Mm-hmm. There's a way when he's playing the drums and the way he just grabs the microphone to sing when he's singing live. That should be illegal. So you're just telling me that you have the hots for Ashton. This is not the new. Wasn't that obvious? But there's a way, and I don't know if it's because, maybe it's because he is playing the drums, so he's a little out of breath when he's singing vocals live, but it also makes them sound different and hotter mm-hmm. when he's singing live. I, Jesse, don't act like you are surprised that mm-hmm. I'm just gushing mm-hmm. over Ashton Irwin. You know I have the hots for Ashton Irwin. Right now, and you know, you know that what's... You know what's going what? through my mind? What? That that sound that I don't know if they use it on TikTok. I've seen it on like K drama clips. The dirty mind, dirty mind, the, 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 the dirty <laughs> mind. I know, I know the song. I know, I know the sound. That, yeah. But I would. There's a new one that's trending. That it's like won't actually go with it but they've used it in a lot of ashton edits lately and it's the own holy song by sam smith jesus christ that song should be fucking illegal to use on tiktok i've seen so many edits from vsauce to k-pop like i don't need i don't need to see edits 
Oh, and it's the same feeling I feel when I see Ashton mm. playing live. Mm. <laughs> They're unholy, and I am sorry, not sorry. Please, I know that you did a better job in the Take My Hand tour, and he, we got to see Ashton better. But if we could like have the layout from One Night Only, where yes. all four of them are just mm-hmm. standing one next to each mm-hmm. other, and I can get more Ashton visuals mm-hmm. during a tour, please, Ashton girlies will thank you forever justice mm-hmm. for ashton girls yeah and uh this is coming from me this is not not nachi but um production team whoever is in charge of this if you're not gonna do that at least give nachi a seat on stage <laughs> okay like right next to the drums i can hand him his water Exactly. I'll, I'll be I'll be useful while I'm there. Wait, but didn't we I, say before that I was gonna be the water girl so I could take care of like the matching water bottles that Ashton and Callum have? Yes, and I was going to be the fangirl, and you always yes. make the joke that I am already a fangirl, yeah. but we mean an actual fan. Yeah, this is an inside joke that we'll talk about when we talk about the concert because. We say a lot of stupid stuff when we're together, okay? <laughs> Especially do. when we're in the presence of five seconds of summer. We go. The definition of boy stupid is us um, seeing them or being in the proximity of them. Mm. So, or just talking about them or thinking about them. Or we really need to do that episode about the. the... We do. We have a lot, and yeah. we have an audio where we have all the juicy details in case we need to revisit them and remember, so we can do our homework. Remember what? Details of the of about things that happen of the show. That's, Just in general, it's very vivid in my brain. Like mm-hmm, how the fuck? We're not gonna. Pre- Okay, anyways, going back to Caramel. Yeah, okay, going back to Caramel. Obviously, I talked about, I, I, everyone knows, I think I made it clear what my favorite part mm-hmm. of the song is, mm-hmm. which is when Ashton sings Love Like a Landslide, mm-hmm. I Kiss You Goodnight, especially if he's singing it live. So do you have any favorite parts, Jossie? Because um, I think I've exposed myself mm-hmm. enough. That part, <laughs> that part, and right after that part, the instrumental outro because it goes so hard but then at the very end you can like it goes like you know how they tend to build ups they do the opposite on this because like goes really big and then you can barely hear anything but the bass and then it goes to like an acoustic guitar and it's like what the fuck are you doing to me Mm, so good so yeah that's my favorite part apart from the bridge yeah it's we get it now as we talked about it ashton we get it it's a sexy song it, it's classy i, I will mm-hmm. give you that they, and we can mm-hmm. they have a stripper song in every album i think it's their thing i don't think they know it but it's their thing mm-hmm. um so moving on to who the fuck has a phone we're in a studio not really <laughs> <laughs> um Next song on the album, it's called Best Friends. And the only beef I have with the song is that I don't have enough pictures and videos with you to make one of those cute edits. Everyone is, wow, everyone's being loud right now, but (laughs) making those cute edits everyone is making. 
on the interwebs i've tried but i don't have enough like why mm -hmm. it just shows that we're real best friends yeah not saying that anyone else that has those kind of content are not real best friends but you know there's this joke that best friends don't have pictures and yeah. videos with each other and no way what do you think about best friends i don't know <laughs> Okay, what do I think about <laughs> best friends? They are awesome. No, no. Um, okay, the, song, Darcy, the, the actual song. song. The song, in a way, reminds me of, like, Midnight Memories from One Direction. <gasps> yes! Also, I, you, I cannot not think of you when I listen to the song, and oh, it's yeah. your fault. Because not because you're my best friend, but because you told me yeah. what that line. So what's the line? The, on the other side of 24. Yeah. Line of the song. Jesse went like, that reminds me of you and me outside the yogurt shop, like hanging out. And I cried. Back, in, back I, when we were on the other side of 24. Because we were. Were we? How yeah. old was I? Well, probably. I, was, I don't know. I was 22 when I moved here. So that means you were... 23. I was 23. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the other side of 24 mm -hmm. and now we're old. So. Rude. But yeah. I'm older, so it's fine. It's like I'm making myself feel older. Anyways, but this song, I really like it. I mm -hmm. I think, again, it's a dancey song, but this one is actually like a cute dancey song. Mm -hmm. And... Not only does it make me think of Jossie, but if they play it live on tour, it's going to be, like, really cute when you're, when they sing, like, they have all the best friends in this place. But we're all going to be there, and it makes me emotional. I have a little beef with that lyric. Why? Because what's with artists um, friend-zoning uh, friend their fans? We weren't just friend-zoned. We were best friend-zoned. So it's okay. And, and I, be have, their best friend. I have beef with this song particularly because earlier this year, when BTS released their anthology, that's what it's called, when they did like a collection of the songs they already have. Anyway, they released an album called Proof with three new songs and one it's called For Youth and... There's a lyric that says, you're the best friend for the rest of my life. And I'm like, why are they, like, friends owning us? And then Faisal said thing. the same thing. Like, why? So I have beef That's with okay. that song because of that. It's okay. They call me their best friend. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean... I'll take anything, Jossie. I mean... But yeah, no, I know okay. what I mean. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but yeah. Whatever. Um, I mean, I do want to be like Ashton's best friend. Michael's too. Not saying that, not with the others. Whatever. I understand I know, what I'm I trying to say. That, that's sounding weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, so, any favorite lyrics other than obviously... You better say that the I remember waiting on the call before in the store back when we were on the other side of 24. Yeah, of that better course. be one of your favorite yes, lyrics because it is. you told me it reminds you of me. So it's yeah. one of mine. Oh Thank you. God. You did that. And you like I'm intense. You Breathe. are getting intense. I'm still like coin down from caramel. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I went too intense on that one. I need to calm down. So you are feeling the calm down? You know how the sun says, I know it well, caramel, I feel it calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it used to be easy. Okay. That's it. Focus, best friends. Focus, focus, best friends. Um, um, apart from Any that other one, lyrics? Um, apart from that one, the curse, just like, you know, the whole curse. That Me also too. is Especially what I what memories I hold to keep yeah. safe. But and I live for that look on your face. I love that one, and it also makes me remind. It reminds me of you. You live for that the first look time on we my saw... face. Okay, let me explain that. Don't make it sound weird. Okay. Like whenever you get excited about things, oh. or it reminds me also, like. When we were seeing Fisos for the first time and we were in soundcheck and that moment we just looked at each other and we knew we were like in heaven for a second. Yeah. And we were like really enjoying that moment. Mm -hmm. And I know you get that look whenever you go to any concerts because we've been to other concerts together and I, I live for that because concerts are a happy place. So see, it's an emotional line. I've been told what? that that look that I get Mm -hmm. That it, that it's like pure. I don't know what they mean by that, but it's you're at your happiest, and I get it, Whatever. and I love it, especially and and also when we talk about like we guys, we are obsessed millennials. We are professional fangirls. If you did not know, that's the whole point of this freaking podcast. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the things we love and we get super extra excited and we talk really fast as Latinas that we are, that's that's the face I'm talking about. That that really excited, joyful face. So yeah, you didn't have to make a weird see I was being sweet. One of my best friends, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm just not gonna drop names. Um, every time that we're like talking on FaceTime and something happens that we're watching something or something, and I get really excited, she starts taking pictures of me without me noticing, and then she sends them to me, and she's like, "Look, you look so happy, so pure." And I'm like, "Can you stop doing that?" <laughs> I get really self-conscious. But it's apparently cute, she though. likes to. You're all in the same boat. Are you whipped for me? Is that it? You love me I mean, so you much. Are my <laughs> oh, okay. but yeah, and I think that's the whole thing. Best friends, obviously, we want to see each other happy and stuff. And when you share the same love and fat fashion, oh my god, I can't speak passion for things. Um, we connected through music. Mm -hmm. We connected through Faisos mainly. So yeah. We know that we love concerts. That's our happiest place in the whole world, other than bookstores. Um, <laughs> we we just know that. We just understand that feeling. Plus, this song makes me emotional. So, yeah. Paisos had no right making a song about us. So, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We Where are my royalties, though? Yeah. I need they to will say it's not about us, but they're lying. <laughs> well, it could be about them, too. I guess, yeah. So, moving on to the next song on the 
playlist. Ooh. It's one I know you had in your head a lot oh, a few days this ago. Is, this is the theme of my week. This is Jossie's theme. It's called Bleach. Which, when they released the track list, I was really confused as to what a song about Bleach would be about. But just like with Blender, prices could surprise us. So, since this was the theme of your week, take this one away. I feel like I've been talking too much. Um, well, I, I guess this song represents all of us when we're going through something. And how we want to make changes in our lives just because of the things that we're going through. Uh, which is what it represents that moment where yeah. you do something drastic to your hair. Yeah, yeah basically. No, no, yeah. After like, something. People, I know, no, it, people, it's, it is. It, it's always this thing of like, uh, you cut your hair, you bleach it, yeah. you go blonde, you, do you something make, when you go through a drastic change. Yeah, you make a drastic change in your appearance. To like close a cycle, basically, in a way, when something happens, um, because we're all basically that's this song unstable, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but like you know the whole <laughs> the whole concept of it, it's that that we just explain. I particularly love the song. It sounds perfect. In every way, I love the the lyrics. The reason why it was the theme of my week is because I bleached my hair this week and dyed it today. Were you closing a cycle, going through a drastic change? I'm, um, I'm kidding. You don't. I'm not gonna expose you like that. <laughs> I no, I wouldn't say that. I was just bored of. That's something else people do. Yeah. Well, well, I make impulsive decisions, and that kind of is not good when I have all the products to do drastic changes to my hair in the bathroom. But I don't do or advertise or recommend what the curse of this song says. Because I was very concerned. I took it as face value, very literal, when they said bleaching my hair every Saturday. I was like, honey, your hair is dried as fuck. It's going to fall out of your head. <laughs> you do not need to be bleaching your hair every week. We're going to think that they, that was just a creative decision they made yeah. for the lyrics of the song. It made it a little more dramatic. And then every the, Saturday. Uh, washing it out till I figure it Till I figure out living without you, everything was spinning down the drain. Like that part. I love that lyric. It's so weird because I've never thought about it this way. Like, I guess, yeah, you make the decisions of going through these changes and you want to change your appearance because maybe something is going on in your life, but you don't really think about it that much in that way. Like, you just do it, you don't, you don't look for the reason. And ever since this song came out, when I was doing my hair this past few days, it was like very, like a very reflective moment because of this song. I know that I was joking about it, but like in a way, it makes sense the whole like washing it out till I figure it out. And I was like, it makes sense. Why do they need to get this deep? It made me go this deep and emotional. Again, 
Another song that does not need to be so upbeat to be so deep. Yeah, but it but it's it's really good. It's very emotional, really deep. But and it's not an upbeat song though. Um, like but it's a ones. lot more upbeat than it needs to be. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not happy, depressing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just you're going through it, depressing. <laughs> the problem well i don't have a problem with the song but it doesn't need to be that intense michael okay michael that i'm talking to you if you're listening producer michael this message producer is michael i gotta say what the fuck with the pre chorus okay why we're a knife to a gunfight but the hurting is all mine but the hurting is all mine. you don't need to attack me like this Brought a knife to a gunfight. I just realized that's a Taylor lyric. What? Brought a knife to a gunfight. That's a Taylor lyric. From where? Michael, what are you doing? Take your head out of the... Taylor says brought a knife to a gunfight. I just... This is... this Guys, this is life. 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 (laughs) Okay, this is not producer. Songwriter Michael... Take your head out <laughs> of the Swifty gutter, okay? But yeah, it's literally the second line on Call It What You Want by Taylor Swift off her Lover album. No, Reputation. Wow, I don't know my albums. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Don't take away my Swifty card. But yes, I, I agree. The pre-chorus did not need to hit us in the feels like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I really love the first verse of the song. The I want to occupy your brain. Be the only living space in your head. And when you're filling up your lungs, mine's the only name that's under your breath. What the fuck? I think it was Ashton or the Faisal's account that like a tweet that said, it's always I love you, but it's never I want to occupy your brain. Be the only living space in your head. Literally, literally. Like, I know the song goes through other emotions and stuff, but to feel and have someone feel like that, it's a little toxic, but also, like, wow. (laughs) Also, another line that I really like in the song is, I feel you underneath my tongue next to every (laughs) word that I should have said. I like the one that sings that part. (laughs) Okay, Darcy. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Do you have anything to say about Bleach? Anything no, else? Other than that those lyrics did not... The, the lyrics in general did not need to go that hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, we can, we can move on mm-hmm. to the next song in the album, number 14. We're almost there, guys. I promise. I know this is a long one, but it's a long album and we have a lot to say. Next song, number 14, Red Line. I sounded like Taylor, like, announcing the track list of her new album. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. wow, Taylor, just in my brain. I'm sorry. We should have added Taylor at the to, for the drinking game. Yeah. Okay, we can add that one now. If you're at this point at the drinking game, <laughs> I'll probably mention Taylor a few more times. So <laughs> you're welcome. About Red Line. The drums, people, I don't know. The kick drum in this song is it carries through it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you you agree with me, but I think that's Thank my you. favorite part about this red line is the drums. Ashton Irwin did not need to go this hard, but he always goes this hard. So mm, it's one of those songs that is like really emotional, heavy. but you cannot stop like bopping your head to it. Like you don't want to go hard to it, but you're like just moving your head along. Like, there's no it. way you can like tap your foot or or like jam to it a little bit. And also, like you said, it's we're jumping on the dynamics train again. Mm -hmm. There's a really beautiful dynamic and the way it carries you to from the beginning to the end of the song. I like it's it's a little more drum heavy and the drums yeah. are really good on the song. I'm sorry. That's it. I like the drums. And it has a I familiarity. Like <laughs> it it has a familiarity to sounds good, feels good. That is like mm -hmm. really present on this song compared to the other ones. And I'm here for it because you know, you know I'm a sounds good, feels good girl. Like that's my album. And it's also one of those songs that like connects to other songs in the album. Mm -hmm. Like I could connect it to Bad Omens again. Like especially when it says like how many times did I walk out the door? Mm-hmm. Like, they're very on theme with most of these songs, but those little things that connect some lyrics to other lyrics. I think it's my favorite part about Five Plus Five, that you know that it's an album that's meant to be listened to in its entirety to understand a story. What story? I don't know, but it's a story. <laughs> And I think it's my favorite part. And the more I listen to it, the more I realize these little connections. And the, just the order of the track list is telling a story. Mm -hmm. but it's meant to be listened from beginning to end and in order. Mm -hmm. I do not listen to it and shuffle. Well, I have a playlist with other albums, okay? So it's in shuffle. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> no, but every time I've listened to it, I've listened to it in order. Well, obviously, it's been less than a month since we got this album. We're almost there, but we're not there. So I'm still like learning it, enjoying it, finding all this those little tidbits that I love so much about it. But yeah, Red Line, definitely in my top five. I probably already said more than five songs are in my top five. <laughs> so if anyone's keeping track, let me know if I'm just talking out of my butt. So, Well, from the other side, though, this is not... <laughs> top anything to me like yeah I like it I like it okay I do but there are other songs in the album that are way better than this one and I think my issue with it is that it felt it feels a little bit too repetitive the, uh, the, the outro though the instrumental outro is really good but remember that I said I think the drums carry this song. Obviously, yeah. it's in my top five. Yeah, but like, that's you and the drummer. <laughs> Should we move on? Do you have, no, we haven't finished with this one. Do you have any favorite lyrics? No. Even though you said it's not in your top. No, I don't. Well, I have favorite lyrics. Which one? I have the, I reminisce your memory and what did I choose lyric. Hmm. A sentimental comedy, the joke is on you, which is oh, yeah. like the one that's after it. I mm -hmm. love those. And again, I I like the the how many times did we run from each other? How many times did I walk out the door? Part 
and the vocals there are really really nice the song is good I'm not saying that the song is not good. Why are you getting defensive, Jossie? No, I'm Why just saying the defensive? song is good. The entire album is good. But when you compare it to other songs in the album, it's just they yeah, I know. over me. I know me. what you mean. I know. It's okay. You don't have to have the same favorites as me. At least we can agree on the next one. Oh, yes. We've both been obsessed with this yes. one. It's a bop. It's called mood swings at number 15 and number 15 is just a track number it's not the order in which we're ranking them just in case you're Mm -hmm. confused i really like mood swings and it hits those lyrics hit yeah Uh, that it's the curse okay the curse (laughs) the curse it's like actually first just number one it's full Five sauce. Everyone has vocals. So it's already a favorite for me. Number two, yep. you have so many Michael at lips. Like every time that he, the, the chorus, Michael makes that chorus so much better with his at lips. And then number three, the fucking bridge. And overall, this is the official song that represents this album being the grown-up version of Sounds Good, Feels Good. I've said it. That's everything. I agree. I agree. This song is amazing. I fucking this love it. This song is the Sounds Better, Feels Better version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking pun. Um, I'm not going to stop. It's so good. Whoever made it up, thank you. To everyone that keeps doing TikToks to this chorus, I fucking love you. Because they come up in my For You page. So I listen to the song even more. This is my alarm every day at 7.30. And I just want to lay down on the floor and sing along to this, okay? It's a good one. And it's another song that I compare to Taylor. Not in any general way, but there's um, Taylor has a song that is called This Is Me Trying. And there's a specific line in the song that makes me think of this song. Because again, as someone that suffers from overthinking, mm-hmm. anxiety, and knowing the power that words hold and sometimes saying things that they don't mean the song the part of the song that goes like weaponized words can't get mm-hmm. in the way nothing i say ever coming out straight when i pull through i hope you feel the same mm-hmm. like that line is too real for me because i feel it. I, it's a thing that i always talk about and i always say and it's very mm-hmm. personal where I, in my relationships in general with everyone, I, I know that I'm the type of person that says things that they don't mean and sometimes says things out of anger. And you just hope that the people you're with understand this weakness in you and that they still feel the same about you when when you get through these mood swings, mm-hmm. obviously. There's also the line that, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to favorite lines, but this song is very, although it sounds beautiful vocally and musically, this song is very lyric heavy. Mm-hmm. 
And another line that I really like is obviously it, it makes a connection with the one way thing that we see in Carousel. Obviously, this one's like a one way flight instead of the way it's presented in Carousel. But that line where it says that you just get, I can tell by the look in your mm -hmm. eyes that you just want to get on a one way flight. Because you don't ever trust this mind of mine. You're watching me lie when I say that I'm fine. Then also, I'm fine. had no right We to be you. I don't even know myself. No, myself. I have to do both. Sorry. I have this oh, song stuck yeah. in my head every fucking day. This is not the song I have this week stuck in my head. I've, I've going, been going through a bloodhound moment which we will get to eventually but last week this was my song it was my number one song of the album I listened to it non-stop also I remembered another lyric I really really like and it's the and I just want to fucking push you away mm. that line also again if you <gasps> and it's the way he sings it huh it's the way he sings it though yes it's that's the thing like the way they musically and vocally portray these lyrics that are obviously so emotionally charged and they have baggage in them you know they have they come from a place where they you know they've experienced it the way they present them to us is exactly how you feel when you feel that way i've said that before about other songs but yes again bottled it up and like sold it to us almost dropped my microphone there i have to say if i even have a top five <laughs> this one is there nice good we can agree on something mm -hmm. obviously i've gone over my top five but shh, nobody's counting there's so loud music can you hear it a little bit but let's just ignore it let's, i'm sorry i live in a place that's loud But do you have anything else to say about mood swings? No, just said it all. Okay, then we moving on to number 16 on the track list called Flatline. Any 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 thoughts on yeah. Flatline? Yeah, I'm just gonna summarize this with this line. Mm -hmm. This song is the love show of Young Blood and Calm. Just There's there's nothing else I have to say. That's it. Just Youngblood had a child with calm. And that's how this song came to life. I can see it. I can see it. I think my favorite part of the song and why I love it so much. I love the vocals when they say like, Ooh, I'm falling for the first time. Heart is in the flat. It's kind of flat line. I really, really love that. Yeah. Sorry, I don't sing as cute as Jossie Cal does. Callum so did a great job there. <laughs> I know he did. But yeah, I really, really like that part. And you're like staring at the sunshine. I, I'm gonna put myself on mute for two seconds. Be right back. Continue talking. Okay. Uh, they're having a party. I want to be there. If there's food, because I'm really hungry. Anyway, um, I get what you're saying. I really love the entire chorus and nothing to do with the fact that Callum is the one singing it. But like lyrically, I like it a lot. I like the song a lot because of the vocals. 
<laughs> However, this song, <laughs> the chorus of this song, like the um, the part where it says, Harry's gonna flatline, now I can't even look at you, <laughs> reminds me to an incident that happened while waiting for the sound check at the <laughs> Atlanta show of Take My Hand. That was the moment I was talking about earlier. Oh, okay. And and well, something happened that I'll talk about when we do that episode. But like very exposy. Yeah. This this particular part of the song is just like it makes me think of that time. And I just want to go and hide myself. It was embarrassing. But anyway, the song is really good. Yeah, I keep listening. I keep listening. Oh my god, I'm reading the lyrics. I really like this entire song. My favorite lyric of the song is the entire song. So I was just reading the the part where it says, "People always say it's hard to change. I see the signs and I know it's hard to fake. I say I love you. I don't hesitate. And now I want to see you every day. Someone just like you, no one else." I really like the song. The Lights lyrics in the song, ten out of ten. So wrong, like hell. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna sh- shut this, up. Now. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. And vocals. This song is all about vocals and lyrics, people. Vocals and lyrics. Yep. Anything else to say about this one? I think we just summarized it really no. well. We summarized it. We're obsessed with the line. Now we can make on to on the that. emotional damage. Now we can talk about the song that we all have beef with because Michael, sit down. We need to talk to you. I have beef with you, mm-hmm. okay? There's no need for you to have made track number 17, Emotions, so fucking catchy and mm-hmm. so fucking dance worthy. Mm-hmm. But also, did you read my diary? I don't have one, but like seriously he read my journal and like i need to hide it did he hack my notion or something i think so he can read minds and that's what he does when he's on stage he's staring us down and reading our minds and he wrote a song about it and this song although i will not i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna put this in my top but it's not in my top five and i know you feel differently about that but the song just producer michael you had no right Mm -hmm. to sound so good to make it sound so good and to just be so real with the lyrics Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part of the song is when he does the little counting in the lyrics oh yes those are my favorite parts the both times he does it It's my favorite part. Also, people might think I'm mentally insane because I am like jamming in my car to this song, but it's so heartbreaking and so mm-hmm. real and sad. Yeah. It's my, I'm gonna call this song the sad girl slash boy, we're not excluding anyone, dance song. This is the, you know how they're dope. Two t- 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 people tend to stay like there's a there's actually a TikTok about this that is like you have to like there there are two type of best friends that mm-hmm. mentally ill best friends that is like the one that's 
like oh, I'm gonna die being very dramatic and the other one is just vibing next to to the other one and being like same so Jet Blackheart is the depressed one like the like mm -hmm. the dramatic one and then this one is the vibey one they're sisters they're, they're sisters <laughs> and yes, because of that this is my number one song from this album I, I knew it. See, we felt differently about yeah. that. And I think we fought, a, not fight, but you called me out on it when we did that whole voting for songs thing and mine was so low. Yeah, I did. But so I, I mean, just like being called out on my shit. The song, when I first listened to the song, I cried so much. Because mm -hmm. it was like, how the fuck are you saying exactly how I've been feeling lately in a song like I said read our minds read our journals like seriously and I as someone that tends to retreat is the word to, mm -hmm. I would say isolate myself when I'm going yes. through something because I don't want to be a burden or like I need time to process. Which people, to the real people in your life, you're never a burden. Just I, remember that. I know. But this song explained that. It encapsulates that yeah, perfectly. Yeah, when, when I talk to people and you know, you know, not to give details, but you know that I did went through a period recently where I didn't even want it to talk to anyone i didn't want it to use my phone and some people that are very close to me would ask me like hey are you okay what's going on and i just didn't know how to express myself because i felt like I, i i just i don't know i just need space i need to figure out my feelings and then he He does this to me with this song. When I heard this song, I was like, the whole thing of like, I just need a little space. I need a little time. And I'm like, that's me. The line before that one is the one that really hits close to home for me. Because I say it all the time that I feel some type of way. I don't even know why. Because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just feel a certain type of way. You don't even know why. You don't know what triggered it. You don't know what caused it. You're just going through it. And it's okay. But, yeah. This one. This one's lit. <laughs> this one's emotional. Yeah. Obviously. It's called emotion. <laughs> and Michael made us feel all the emotions with it. See? There were a lot of puns. We should have added that Duh. to the list. <laughs> I think we did. We didn't. Did we? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but like the one part that I mean the whole song is really emotional, right? But by the time that it gets to a bridge, the first time I listened to it, I was freaking sobbing. And then the bridge hit me even more. The way because even though it's like, yeah, it's very re repetitive and he's just like going through the same two lines over and over and i feel like it's the whole thing you're going through it yeah and the way he's singing it and it gets more intense and it 
people that are listening don't know what, what the lyrics are. Um, he says, I'm doing my best, and I guess that's the best I can do. Where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? And I feel yeah, that. Relatable. I feel that in a, like very deep inside of me. We're all just trying our best. Yeah. So this And song... I don't know if this is intentional, and I don't know if you feel this about this song, but... This song feels very, I know we were joking about reading our diaries and stuff, but it feels very stream of consciousness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Literally just going through the emotional, the emotions and going down the line and just feeling it and writing this emotions ride that sometimes we go through as humans, which is normal. We mm -hmm. all go through it in different levels and stuff. Um, but that's how it feels to me from beginning to end yeah. especially when it gets to that bridge part and the repetitive part it just you can tell that it's like one continuous emotion i don't know if it's on purpose or not i was not there when they wrote it and whatever so i could be wrong but that's how it feels to me and that's the interpretation i gave it that's my creative liberty here and this song is fucking perfect Very emotional. It breaks you a little bit if you feel it, feel like you can relate to it completely. But I mean, we need it. We need it sometimes, and we just need to like scream sometimes. And I feel like this song is perfect for that. So if you haven't listened to the album, go listen to it. Go, go listen to this one and cry with me. Yes. No, you don't have to cry, but if you do, it's okay. <laughs> okay, now, oh. now let's go. Let's go to the one that should have been in Super Bloom, too. Yeah, this one definitely is very Super Bloom. This one is my flavor of the week, like I have been saying all week. Um, we're talking about track number 18 called Bloodhound. Um, even in Super Bloom, there's a, a song called Greyhound. So, see, belongs together. Mm -hmm. They're sisters. Mm -hmm. um, this song slaps. It just slaps everything. Mm -hmm. And I have so many favorite lyrics. But the moment that I love the most is oh my god. It's on this song, right? The clapping? I love the clapping. Mm. It's in the song. Yes. I love the clapping. And I also love the take off your mask for Halloween on Halloween. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know why. I love it. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I have only one complaint on this song. Okay. I feel, I feel like this song. There were some parts that could have used calomat lips to make it even better. Because this is like mainly Luke, Ashton, and Michael. However, you're right? just obsessed with calomat. No, it's not that. I'm talking very objectively, okay? Anyway, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Michael singing that first line of his verse. 
he sunk his teeth into the bone. Mm -hmm. No, right? Mm. This is the so fucking deep mm -hmm. of this era. Yeah. Because I know they're going to sing it live. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know it. I just feel it. I'm and waiting. This is, I, mark my words, people. This is going to be the so fucking deep of this era. The song even has a moment of silence afterwards because they know we need to catch our breath before mm -hmm. continuing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like at least in the Faisal's fam, there's going to be a lot of TikToks transitions to Halloween costumes with that take off. Oh yeah, I've already seen Halloween. it. Really? I've seen not, not like the actual transitions, but people teaching people how to do the transition. Oh. Okay. Obviously I'm not talented enough to do any of that, so I will not. Yeah, me neither. So But the highlight but, of the song yeah, is the fucking bridge. Okay. The highlight yes. of this song is the bridge to the point Obviously, that the I that I did, I made ringtones because, yes, I'm that kind of person, people. And this is the part that I chose for the song. Because, like, it, it's the best part of the song. Amazing. I'm and sorry. it kind of describes to what we do as fans. Yeah, spend our money on our dirty desires. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Poor That's why we have account. empty wallets. <laughs> Poor bank the account. Ones. Why the fuck did I buy two, two Faisal's five albums? Oh, I know why. Actually, three because I nah, four. Okay, people. I got the looks version physical, the Callum version physical, a digital album from Jesus. like the Faisal store because they promised a voice memo that I never got. We have beef with you. And then I have not seen the it anywhere on Twitter. So I bought the album four times. I only bought it twice. You're making me look bad. And I have other people that I stand, okay? That have been releasing stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Street kids. The Fisus. Fisus oh. is above all else. I know. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, Bloodhound is an amazing song. If you were a fan of Super Bloom, this song is right down your alley. If you have not listened to Super Bloom, what the hell? And if you haven't and you like Bloodhound, listen to Super Bloom. It's the same vibe mm -hmm. and you will like it. Trust me. And also, The Bridge. The Bridge and Michael make this song. Yeah. So many loud noises. I'm sorry, people. Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, this happens a lot. <laughs> True. Go listen to I the other episodes. I love you like episodes. the noisiest place they ever. They should go listen to the other episodes and how it would just, like, get so mad of, like, people. Being loud. Yes. Yeah. We're not very good at podcasting, but we're funny, so, or we think so, so. You're welcome. Um, but we're coming to the end of Five Souls Five. And the cause of many of my tears, every pun intended. Um, it's song number 19, Tears, sung by the one and only 
Ashton fucking Irwin. And Callum. I don't care what the fucking credits on the album says, Sorry, but the that's credits Callum. say it's not Callum. Guys, guys, did you think this was a Cashton song too and then come to realize it's not I'm Callum and no, the song no, no, is no, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to play the song because that's Callum. I know his voice very well. Well, then why did they not put Callum's name on it? They were dumb. They wouldn't have done that. Idiots. I don't understand it either, but okay. It's here you go. Is Callum? No, Ashton is the one that starts the song. Of course. That's Callum. That's Callum. It sounds like him. No, 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 no. Why it's would not, they not put, it's not that it sounds like him. It's Callum. It's Callum. What if it's just Callum's backing vocals? It's Callum. I don't know. I don't understand why Callum's name is not in lead vocals. We all thought this was a Cashton song. It's a Cashton song. We do know. It's Callum. As, as an Ashton girly, the song makes me really, really happy. Also, the song gives me Super Bloom vibes. Yeah. And Ashton's vocals are immaculate. I and cry song, so much with this song. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But I was like... This is like the Ashton version of emotions. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Another Ashton song. I was like, I was a mess. I, I, I love this song so much. And Every have- part of it, I... Again, the bass and the drums being like the main focus of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. It's a great one. I have. I don't have anything to say other than ten out of ten. Please, we need more. Favorite lyrics. All of it. <laughs> I don't think I have one. I I I. I, I, have I one. Which one? I'll feel better when I let myself sink deeper, deeper. I feel better when I let myself see clearer, clearer. I it's I just really, really love the song, and I think it is the perfect end to the masterpiece that is the independent album produced mm-hmm. by producer Michael. That is Five Souls Five. It really does feel like the purest form of five seconds of summer and who they are as a band Mm -hmm. as musicians and as artists i believe that this is they found it this is the winning formula of what their sound is but i know that they're gonna keep growing because that's what they do Mm -hmm. it's a perfect blend of who all four of them are it's a perfect blend of the people that they've chosen to be in their lives to inspire them and create beautiful beautiful music with it's their best album yet i am sorry if you feel differently i think five five so five is their best album yet i'm sorry yes i know you have other favorites no 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 no. their best album yet like yes i agree with you like yeah sounds good feels good it's very close to my heart five five has the drone sounds good feels good for me my number one album but like you say like i oh i keep saying that it gets better than but that's how it should be you know like of course you have to yeah there are artists that find 
their sound and they kind of sound the same. But you can see the change in how they grow. If you get stuck, people are going to get bored of you. I mean, if you're doing something for so long, you will mm -hmm. always improve. Or you're going to find ways to improve. So it's normal that you're going to be like, oh, the growth. The one thing that I have to say is the growth was massive. Even though you expect growth, the growth between Calm and this one is like it's astronomical. I don't know if it's because they had more time to work on it. And reflect, obviously, we went through a lot of things during the pandemic when we're stuck in our houses. But they were probably producing this stuff while Luke and Ashton were releasing solo albums, too. Mm -hmm. So just, just think about that, too. Yeah, and anyway, oh. it was the same amount of time between Youngblood and Calm and Calm and this one. It was two years. I know it's the same amount of time, but it's different type of time. They weren't touring. It's it's different. It, it's although it's the same amount of time, it's it was different. The pandemic made it different, and you can tell that it's probably because it was an independent album and it was produced by them. You can tell that they poured their heart and soul into it, and I love how proud they are of them and their songs and the album. Mm -hmm. And I think as fans, you've seen that same energy reciprocated and it's beautiful and I am very happy and proud to be living the Five Souls era. Yep. I'm really proud of them in general after listening to this album. Like we've grown with them. Seriously, we've grown with them. It's been eight years since their first album and it's mm -hmm. basically the same amount of time that we've been friends and that we've been kind of following them. Yep, because it was around that. At least for me, it was like end of twenty thirteen. I've been a fan since the beginning of twenty thirteen. So I think we're gonna go to nine years, mm -hmm. ten years following mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So even before we were friends, Jossie denied it at first when we met that she was an end to them, but she was a closet fast sauce. Yeah. Um, Blink but yeah, and it was. I've been following them since before they released their self titled, mm -hmm. so I've seen the entire growth. So, obviously, I feel very mushy and stuff, and I yeah. don't know Jassy does too. So, to see the changes and the growth and the men they have become, mm -hmm. um, in their personal lives because we've seen them grow up, and also I, we don't know them, but we've seen them. And also the, the growth they've done professionally and their band projects and their solo projects. It's been beautiful. And like, really, I, I love being a part of this band's journey, yeah. especially being able to experience Five Souls Five alongside everyone in real time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have nothing else to say. You just said it all. We feel the same. And I feel this particular album was made for the fans. Mm -hmm. It's like I've been saying and since Column, it feels like they've been producing stuff for themselves. And if you are a true fan, that is the kind of sound and music you want to listen to too. 
but also slowly we continue to see the truest form of who Faisus are as artists and people. Um, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I'm sorry. It's mushy. I told you guys we were going to get mushy. It's been a long journey and we've been along it. <laughs> That's not a word, but yeah. We're making up words now. Yeah, if you're feeling all the feelings, feeling all the emotions, there've been tears. They've there's been bleach in our hair. We've gone through it. Just this. So I hope you guys enjoyed our the first episode of season two for Obsessed Millennials. I hope you enjoyed us reviewing Faisal's Five. Like always, you can let us know what you think about the album if you've listened to it. On our social medias, we're Obsessed Millennials everywhere except on Twitter, where we are Obsessed Gen Y. Um, you can listen to the podcast and other episodes on your favorite streaming platform. There's a few of them. You can find them on our socials, too. If you don't want to type out Obsessed Millennials, I know Millennials is a hard word to spell. It happens as a millennial. I've been there. Um... So yeah, we're really excited about this new formula and about reviewing more things for you guys. Obviously, we get really excited about things. We've been talking for three freaking hours, but we had a lot to say, and we love to share the things we love with each other and with the rest of you, so I hope you guys continue to listen. And we'll, we'll try to keep it short next time. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep. Just say until next time. I didn't say <laughs> I promise. I said we'll try. Okay. I tried to save my money, however I spend it on okay. artists. You know what I'm trying to say, right? You're exposing yourself. I, I will try. We will try. I don't promise. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to release the three-hour episode. <laughs> but... You are going to hear what I hope people and I want to listen. Yeah. It's Faisal's. Do it for Faisal's, okay? And it was also a long album, like 19 songs. It's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. And I guess the next one will probably Taylor's album that comes out um, October 21st. Yeah. We got to do that so, one, too. We'll see you guys then, probably. We'll not see. You'll hear us. <laughs> you know what we mean. You know, I hadn't done it yet. Dang it, I thought I had grown for season two, but here we are. Bye.